Hey, everybody. This episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by... Yep, you already knew. It's the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum in Hollywood, California. Hollywood and Highland. Guys, I cannot think of a better time of year to visit the Los Angeles area. There is a chill in the air in the morning and a hotness in the afternoon. It is all the weathers in one day here in Los Angeles. We had thunderstorms over the weekend. I guess what I'm saying is get out here because not only will you get all the weather in one day, but you'll be able to visit the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. It's at Hollywood and Highland, the crossroads of entertainment. There's a Tyrannosaurus Rex on top of it, bursting through the roof. You can believe that. And guess what? Because it's Halloween, he's wearing a costume. He's a devil this year. Very exciting stuff. If you want to come in December, he'll be dressed like Santa Claus. Andy, did you realize they dressed the Tyrannosaurus Rex up for various holidays? I didn't. Well, they do. I used to do that at a place called something like Lone Star up the block from me when in Manhattan, and I was always excited, except it was a lizard. It wasn't a dinosaur, a giant lizard. Well, you know, as we learned from Dr. Grant, uh, dinosaurs became birds. That is true. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, guys, uh, you want to buy one, get one? You can at 5.30 p.m. You can, just by listening to this podcast, be granted access into the auditorium for only $20 for two people. I mean, it's the greatest bargain this side of the galaxy, not counting uh, this free podcast. Anyway, uh, please go. Please tell them we sent you. They're our uh, number one advertiser in that they are our only advertiser, so your support means the world. Here's the show. Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Everybody, welcome. Star Trek, the next conversation, the world's number one Star Trek podcast. Not established. Hosted by me and Andy. You didn't let me finish the sentence. Sorry. Come on. I see. You got to let me go, Andy. You can't uh, just, uh, you hear a pause that's for legal reasons. You know, I finish the sentence. You know, my joke might have been just as good. You know, it's just sort of more of an alt situation and they can pick which one they want. You know what, uh, guys, we encourage you. What really what we'd like is the show to be one hour long. What we do is give you choices. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there, cut together your favorite one hour out of this show, and that's your vision. You know, that's your that's we, the listeners cut. That up. That's the listeners cut. The listeners cut. Uh, so, so I think someone actually said there there's been two different things that I that we have gotten emails about or hails. Uh, one was somebody says that they chained the sound because it bothers them. I don't remember what it was he did to it he removed something that was bothering him 
And then... Oh, you're talking about the guy, the crazily long technical email? Yes. To which you said, do you want to fix that? And I said, has anyone else ever mentioned it? And then you said no. And I was like, no, I'm not going to fix whatever hurts that was. It was beyond even my head. And then the other one, although there might have been somebody who actually edits the, the show, which is... Just into hilarious. what i don't know they cut out the things that they don't want i'm uh, interested to uh, hear it um and i don't remember what the other thing i was gonna say but it was gonna be amazing think of this show as a las vegas buffet it's all here you don't have to enjoy all of it but man, you don't want to try some of it man, I, and i've eaten at a brunch maybe the best brunch buffet and you are vegas uh, you know, you. I just think that's the only one you've been to. Well, yeah, they're great ones. Yeah. Oh, that's like a. There was another one I wanted to go to that you didn't want to go to for some. Oh, reason. you meant? Uh, I'm guessing you meant the Caesars one. Yeah, the Caesars one. Yeah, Bacchanal. Yeah. Um, well, I just like sometimes I don't. I, I'm doing so much damage to myself in Las Vegas, uh, physically, uh-huh. financially. Sure. But like the food wise, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to go. Andy. Yeah. I don't need to go Andy is what no, I'm saying. No, I get it. Yeah, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Do you want to limit the what amount of times to go you go Andy? Andy? Do you know what it means to go Andy? Tell us. What do you think it means to go Andy? I went Andy last night. <laughs> you I did. did. I, you know, Andy last night was like, I can't record tonight. And then he went Andy. So I'm curious, guys. Let's let's turn it over to Andy Secunda. <laughs> let's I, hear what he did last night in, in to fairness, go Andy. You would think when there were more people, I had some dinner with some friends yeah. yesterday, and you would think when there were more people at the table that I would go less Andy because there are more people either splitting food or whatever. But Sounds really, like there's more options at that just point. Just more options. Yeah. And, and also there are people who eat a healthy amount of food, and that leaves more... By healthy, you don't mean it in the way uh, a grandmother would say, he eats a healthy amount. You mean it in the way that a normal... You mean he eats a, a no- person, person eats a normal say. amount of food. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not on death row. Yeah. And um, every meal is Andy's last meal. Yes, and so I was just like, there was I had I had a, a healthy portion, <laughs> meaning a uh, a grandmother's version of healthy, of uh, a matzo ball soup. Um, by the it's way, not even not even a, not way, even a Jewish themed place. It was just a steak place. Your bio on every fucking platform should be Andy Secunda or Andrew Secunda, depending on how formal you're feeling, and then your little bio should yes. just say in a quotation mark. Uh-huh eat every meal like it's your last that is great you know matt you're really good at certain things (laughs) well yeah we'll find them Uh, might more might happen but we think i think i'm tapped out eat every meal like it's your last that should be that should also be on my tombstone which probably will be well no no no. your tombstone will say immediate future your your tombstone will say he ate every meal like it was his last (laughs) it will be a past tense situation (laughs) right that's a hilarious thing to be on your tombstone. That must be on somebody's tombstone. Uh, well, if it's not, maybe it will oh, that's be. That's perfect. Are for you me. a listener? Do you own a granite company? Um, I don't remember. But anyway, there was brisket. Oh, you were talking about all the. There was. I had a. How do you say it? Cote de bouffe. Is that how you say? It? Yeah, yeah, just beef. There was that. Were um, you at a deli? There was a. It was a steak place, but they happened to have some some uh, some bouffe. Jewish um, items on the menu. Then there was I ordered this uh, delicious rye uh, for the table. It was fresh baked, and then we had a special uh, butter with it. And oh then my God. there was a uh, French onion soup that was passed around. And then also, in addition to the matzo ball soup, there was uh, I ordered the table a couple of slabs of bacon because it was they were clearly trying to chase Luger's. Um, That's interesting. So it's like let's have some matzo ball soup. Yeah, 
and uh, some brisket. And Duck then fat fries. Also, let's throw bacon on the menu. Yeah. Seems like a very confused. I think that the 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 Jewish items were were uh, were just side side issues. Side they were fair. like specials. Um, That's how I feel about the Jewish people. They're specials. I'm uncomfortable with this Jewish ceremony. What's that from? Uh, that is from Annie Hall. <laughs> That's correct. No, it's from Raiders. <laughs> um, you might not say ceremony. I might have that wrong. It's okay, Andy. You don't have to get everything right. It's not like you're hosting a podcast. <laughs> Guys, I kid because I don't love. Anyway, I ate a lot. And I tried to get everybody to get dinner, to get dessert, too. And they were like, are you insane? And I was like, no. I think your answer is always, just get it. Right? Did you get it? No. I oh, it was buddy. outvoted by five people. Well, you, I think that the one person who wants it, you just say, I'll take care of the dessert on the bill. Don't worry about it. I'm getting it. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when you're the only person. Man. I wouldn't have stopped you. Well, you would have been ordering it with me. Well, that's uh, probably true. Um, Matt, should they watch this episode? Yeah, I think Legacy. so. Legacy. It's a it's oh, a, interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting. I've like been getting a lot of bad vibes from you about this episode. Was, what 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 are you talking about? I don't know. We've literally talking. only talked about this episode at the end of last podcast, and now, yeah, well, right now, I don't know. You're already it, it, off mic. He was already taking shots at uh, Yara's sister. There's a bunch of stuff happening. Well, I just said that they got her out of the uh, Linda Hamilton discount bin. <laughs> I think it's very unfair. I think she's a fine actress. Which is funny because you could have just gotten Linda Hamilton's twin sister, but they didn't. That's crazy. She does have a twin sister. She sure does, Andy. Somebody got to marry Linda Hamilton's sister. Uh, they used Wait, to... it's not Linda Hamilton. It's Linda Carter. No, Linda Carter is Wonder Woman. Oh, no, it is Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, now I see. Now it makes sense. Yeah, she looks exactly like Linda Hamilton. Oh, you thought I was saying that she was a Linda Carter discount bin? I thought you were just saying she was like, like, oh, an, we, we an action misprint, girl. Misprint. Yeah. <laughs> action girl. <laughs> no, she's uh, she's cut. She's like, she's uh, a tough. Sure. Uh, dirty blonde. Yes. Like the Linda Hamilton look, the chiseled jaw. 100%. And I'm just like, this reminds me very much of Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton's twin sister, of course, uh, was part of the filming of the scene where... Uh, they uh, crack open the T eight hundred and yep. they remove the processor. Uh, she's in the mirror with the Schwarzenegger, the real Schwarzenegger dummy is on the. There's a Schwarzenegger and a short. Anyway, long story short, it's only in the James Cameron cut, not theatrically released. Um, enjoy yourselves. I wonder if she had to get cut like Linda Hamilton did, like just do pull ups. Yeah, with the, by turning the bed upside on the on on its side. That's how she did it in Terminator 2. Anyway, guys, uh, this is not terminating with Matt and Andy. Not yet. Not yet. Could be. You never know. Uh, Lots of stuff coming in the Patreon. If you're not uh, there, you want to hear us talk about the Orville episode one pilot episode of the Orville. We were doing that for the $5 folks. That's the Lieutenant's podcast. And then this month is part two of Marveling with Matt and Andy. That's right. Ed Norton, Liv Tyler, and a big green CG Hulk. That's right. Not to mention the destruction of most of Harlem. Well, they're fighting up there, you know. I haven't watched it yet. I mean, I've, I've watched it originally, but I really I haven't retained much of it from it. And, uh, Andy, it's the kind of movie that you watch once. That, def- that one definitely is. Guys, I'm a little excited because you will be hearing next month. What is the next movie? Is it Iron Man 2 and then Thor? I don't know. I don't have it in front anyway, of Anyway, when we get to Thor, I've never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen Thor The Dark World. 
You've seen the recent one. Though. I've never seen Captain America. You've seen Ragnarok, though. Ragnarok's amazing. We saw it together. Oh, that's right. In 3D. He loves a 3D, everybody. Anyway, that's enough about that. Sign up, patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. There is no controversy here. We're among friends. Andy. Matt. Should we pop open the old... Where, where are we club? going? Admiral's Club. That's right. <laughs> the old, I always call it the, the Lieutenant Square. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a separate place. No. Definitely uh, on the Patreon, we should have Lieutenant Square. Oh, boy. It's a fictional that neighborhood like a, we can all say hi to each other in. Sounds kind of Boston-themed. Anyway, here we go, everybody. Oh, I fucked it up, Andy. That's the wrong door hey, sound. Right. Thank God that was just us walking by the holodeck. Uh, should we have gone in there? It looked like some weird stuff was happening in there. I think Barkley was up to something. Um, well, you look confused. First of all, you're in the wrong. Uh, you're in. No, you're in the right one now. Right yeah, one. you weren't in the right one. Oh, okay, I wasn't in the right. Now one. you are. All right, guys. What were Andy and I just doing? <laughs> Play along at home. In the meantime, we're going into the Admirals Club. Go to Andy, in your efforts to uh, get the volume up when it was just the I mistake, know, I, I over yeah overcompensated. Yeah. But uh, to get in here, everybody, all you have to do is leave a five star review on the international tunes. I know that it says it in the song, but Andy insists asking me every <laughs> I single even, I don't time. Don't say anything anymore. And I get <laughs> chastised. Uh, Hobot forty three writes us playing catch up. A friend turned me on to this podcast a couple of months ago, and I I've apologize. Been Listening constantly is a way to avoid listening to the news. I get it. That's why uh, we do this podcast. Sure. Uh, I started at the beginning, and I'm already 40 episodes in. Oh one day, God. I'll catch up and uh, only get one a week. Maybe this will get red, and it'll be a little Easter egg for me. 40 episodes later. Great job, guys. <laughs> you did it. It is red. Hobot, welcome to ha- the present. Happy Easter, Hobot. Um, here's another one from Zenziaz. Chicken soup for the Trek soul. And Zenzia says, This podcast has become my pop culture comfort food. How, uh, by the way, was that not one of those amazing? Uh, by amazing, I mean just there were so many chicken soup for the blank souls. There should have been one for the Star Trek soul. That is so true. I know, Andy. If you're out let's there and you're write the kind it. Of person, yeah, let's if you own the rights to that. chicken soup for the soul, give us a call and we will forward you to someone who wants to write it. Do you? <laughs> Sorry, I stepped next to this door, Andy. Yeah, there are a lot in here. I know, so many doors. We could just walk around some of them, but I choose not to. I always stand at the side of the room. Uh, sounds like uh, that's it for the Admirals Club. It sure is. So we're going to go into the President's Circle. It's the United Federation of Planets President's Circle, Andy. I don't want to confuse anyone. I don't want you to think it's like the president of the Tasha Yar's Planet Alliance or whatever the hell that is. That government doesn't exist anymore. Big yawn. Here we go. Andy, it Matt. is a little quiet in here, so I'm just trying to talk to cover up the fact that it's so quiet. Well, while I that, think uh, while we the people start in, talking, everybody's turn. They look. I think everybody's shocked. Like, they who's go, oh, oh, who are these guys? guys? How did they get in? It's these guys that come in once a week. And, and you know just, what's what's interesting is Matt and I are not 
we're not official club members of the President's Circle. We just come in to do this segment, and they allow us. That is uh, generous of them. But yeah. uh, we are here to award the Christopher Pike uh, Medal of Valor. Not quite yet, Matt. Was that not what happens in here? That is eventually what happens. If what we happens don't, first? <laughs> if we don't have a PayPal donation from July. You motherfuckers. <laughs> there was one more. Oh, God. I don't believe you. From, I, I think someone I has know. figured out how to hack your email and just starts <laughs> dropping they are, things in. If they've, been that, if they've had that kind of ingenuity, more power to them. It's from Neil Timmons, who sent us $7.31 says, may I please be in the president's circle? Here's $7.31 because 731 is the last day to join. I want to meet the president when he is up for uh, election. I want to vote oh. for him again. This is, he understands how the president's circle works. He, he knows does. that he's he does know he, he is could, not he the president. He could potentially rub elbows with the president. That's right. He is not the president. No. Well, I'm the president. No, that, sir, you well, are not. I, I understand every time. I'm not the president. You okay. do it. Not yes, the sir. Uh, why don't you look? Oh, look over PayPal. there. There's some matzo ball soup, and Andy oh. has ordered dessert for everyone. That looks filling. Yes. Butterscotch bonito. Please, have a healthy amount. Um, and he finishes his uh, message just saying, say hi to Matt Kirk for me. Uh, him and I are part of the Star Trek CCG group as well. Matthew Kirk, hello. Matt Kirk. We did it for you. Sends us our uh, This Day in Trek, which you'll hear probably in about two and a half hours. It's more like This Week in Trek. Really. This Week in Trek. That is accurate. Uh, Evan Selinski, a.k.a. Miles Q. Pulaski, on the thing in <laughs> face group, as he says. That's funny. Uh, we missed him on the uh, the rundown last month. How dare we do? Do we really? That's what he says. Miles Q. Pulaski. Miles Q. Pulaski. Evan Selinski. And then... Evan Selinski... I have to give so, him a special moment because we missed. Him. Oh yeah, so he would also he, these two, him and this other gentleman, would be our uh, our Christopher Pike. So if you want to award them their award, well, ladies and gentlemen, it is with great pleasure that through some clerical errors, we are awarding the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor Award to none other than something Pulaski. Miles Q. Pulaski, Evan Zelinsky. Miles Q. Pulaski and Evan Zelinsky, come on down. Guy. Get your get your get your single medal because you're one person. Yep. <laughs> and also uh, none for you, Chewie. Chris <laughs> Chris Nedgewitz, who uh, sent us a uh, uh, George. You want us to you, you want us to get another medal so oh, we could put it on the no. on Chewbacca? No, it's too tall. But, like, I mean, it's just going to be weird. No, I don't want to talk. I just got to shoot this. Also, is it weird that I'm also doing a George Lucas voice? <laughs> You're my brother. No. Gary Lucas. No. George, thanks for having me on here. You're Mar... You know, I wouldn't have had any jobs. You're Marsh's... Marsh's... Oh, no, I guess it would, it would be related. <laughs> so it would be related to Marshall Lucas. Here's what, I, here's, what I, here's what I actually picture that conversation going on set. Please be the guy that asks George Lucas from the prop department. George, did you want a medal on Chewie? First of all, Andy is being accurate. This was all shot at Pinewood. This would have been a British prop master. <coughs> uh, yes. Yeah. George. You know, you know, he's just like a, he's just a big dog. <laughs> but is it... George, you've given him many characteristics of a human being, don't yeah, you Yeah, but he's just a big dog. But, <laughs> but no one knows what he's saying. No, that's, that's true, but he seems to be interacting with Han. Well, how do you know Han's not just crazy? Well, I mean, he's flying a... 
a spaceship, don't you think we should? Well, maybe it's on autopilot. All right, I, I suppose. You know, I just, just leave the metal. No one's going to remember the scar. I suppose there is no fan that would comment on this later. So. No, I based him on my friend, my dog in Indiana. Oh, really? That's yeah. a good name for a. Yeah, I've been, I've been, jo- I've been Jones to do something. What? What? Uh, I, I just well I have this screenplay here I've been working on <laughs> with a character named after your dog actually. I'm going to call Steven <laughs> anyway that was it for uh, Star Wars Onset Theater the latest segment in the crossing of the franchises send in your jingle for us to never do it again <laughs> anyway Chris Nedgewitz has a riddle that I hope I have not read to you before but it seems I don't that ever I remember you reading a riddle. Well, it's I not really a excited. riddle. It's a it's a question. Okay, go ahead. Here it is. You wake up on an alien planet wearing yeah. an engineering uniform and Commander Shelby's com badge, <laughs> i.e. it doesn't work. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh, sure. You look around and only see your tricorder and phaser. Uh-huh. The phaser is damaged and can only stun. Okay. Uh, you're surrounded by alien trees and there are animal sounds all around but no signs of intelligent life. Okay. How do you contact your crew and get safely back to the ship for clarification questions? Assume the answer is the thing that makes it harder. For assume the answer is the thing that... So if you have any questions like, well, what if thi- what about this? Then just assume whatever the harder. Well, here's what I'd do, buddy. Okay. You ready? Yes. As we know, phaser beams tend not to really dissipate. Uh-huh. So I would just go in 10-second bursts, firing uh-huh. straight up, hoping that my ship is scanning uh-huh. for any sign of me. This is a great answer. You know, just 10-second bursts. It's only got a stun setting, which is fine. I'm just hoping the beam penetrates the atmosphere. Thank you so much for participating uh, and for sending in that riddle that I successfully have answered. I would just point the phaser at my head and try and stun myself to death endlessly. You just keep napping. <laughs> just do a nap cycle. Oh, I'm still alive. <laughs> well, try it again. <laughs> oh, I woke up another three hours later. Anyway, Chris Nedgewitz uh, had uh, written into our Q&A on the, uh, the if Patreon. If you had a phaser that had a stun setting. Yeah. I would be stunning everyone constantly. But would you, like, stun yourself? Like, if you're like, I can't fucking sleep. Would you just oh, that's turn a it good idea. Doesn't that give you a headache and stuff, though? Yeah, it's probably like getting a, like a little bit of a hangover, right? I would assume that's how it feels. Somebody's got to have said that at some point, whether it has after effects. I'm sure Chief O'Brien said it at one point. Anyway, if it didn't have after effects, I absolutely would stun yeah. myself to sleep. Good to know. Um, uh, so anyway, we have a Q and A portion of the uh, Patreon, and we're going to be selecting our subspace shoutouts. Uh, from there and the Christopher Pike Medal Awardees. Yeah, so. if you're wondering how to get into this uh, exclusive uh, situation here, to be awarded a fancy medal that is actually fake and not a real medal, physically you're awarded nothing, but verbally you're awarded plenty, uh, go ahead, pop over to the Patreon page if you're in the President's Circle and, and, and write something into that Q&A post and uh, we will hopefully read your message along with your award. And that does it for the President Circle, my friends, if you want to pop back through. Sure do. Wow. That was really something in there. Yeah. I can't believe that guy. I feel a little bit I don't think that guy's ever left the President Circle. The guy that thinks he's the president. Does he live there? I don't think he has showered. Don't they have a spa in there? I would think that they would have a spa in there. Doesn't mean he's used it. 
Oh, wow. Andy, of course they have a spa. It's the President's Circle. Sure. They've also got tiny sleep pods. Hmm. Anyway, uh... Look, I hope they're enjoying all the spread that you left them. In the meantime, I'm going to shuffle our way out of here. And that was the Adam's Club. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. It's about time. Um, Right, guys? So true. You're all like, where's my hails? Uh, Again, uh, prime corrective for Matt Myra. Uh, Accidentally, I wrote down that the episode discussion last week started at uh, (laughs) one hour and three minutes, when in fact it was one hour and 13 minutes. If you would like that 10 minutes of your life back, I would recommend you from in future listen to the listener's cut of our show, which doesn't exist. It's only... Ten and a half minutes long, including episode. Um, I I really wonder if you cut all the chuffa out, right? And you just sort of like. I wonder. I wonder if you cut. If you pull all the clips, count as chuffa. If you pull the clips, right? Pull the clips out. Uh Pull uh, anything at the top. Uh Certainly anything off topic. Essentially, saucer section is jettisoned. Uh We're just going in the star drive. Let me ask you this: What if? What if it was something relevant? And then you cut something that was like, oh, this is relevant and tight into the previous episode. Well, then you got yourself a cascade failure. Oh, really? Nah, you know, I just, you need someone talented like Jordy to fix that. Wow. Um, just a possible change to the hail bag that Matt and I were discussing. We were talking about maybe. Oh, I wouldn't even tell them. See if they notice. Well, I want to because I'm in charge of the hails. <laughs> Guys, uh, Andy and I, are, we're going to try to record whenever we can record, and that means that sometimes we might record before an episode has gone out. So we're going to be answering hails uh, in the hail bag section of the show that may not necessarily be related to the episode uh, from the previous week, but they will be related to previous episodes, obviously. Look, Probably we all know the last Star month. Trek. We all understand what we're talking about here. It's not that hard to get in the Wayback Machine and think back to an episode like Family. Anyway, if you want to lose your minds, this following week would be the time to do it. Um, in the meantime, here is a voice hail that came in from one of your countrymen, Matt. Guys, Nick from Massachusetts. Matt, I got to tell you, when you just said, I'm sorry, but go fuck yourself, that was the best thing I've ever heard on this podcast. I totally agree. <laughs> Thank you for saying it. I and don't I agree with every single one of your Star Wars points. <laughs> just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like we're kindred spirits today, and I love it. Go socks! Go socks! Oh boy! You know, Andy, I had to go to the Rite Aid and get throat lozenges this evening. You did because I uh, screamed so loudly at the television at six. What time was it? It would have been like six thirty p.m. out here. Yeah, because I was watching the Red Sox American League Championship Series, and Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a fucking grand salami to put the socks up eight to two. Oh wow! Ah, I'm very happy I was for you, buddy. so excited. Thank God Alex Cora stuck with him. I know he had a bad, bad batting average hitting into the shift you know those defensive shifts these days are really just gobbling up the ball sure you know but this guy this cora uh, i want to go crazy here but he might be the bill belichick of baseball 
You know, there's one of the um, one. Of, there's a there's a poll on the face group um, th- about what the other things that people would want us to cover. I, I don't think they're even saying the Patreon. Just like if if we had another <laughs> podcast, I'm not. They're not pressuring us to do it. They're just saying. No, I'm asking another, how we've allowed another poll to go out with us having out us oh, having control on, over the solution. It's in the face group. We have no power uh, over that. I've learned that slowly but surely. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> what is that? Purpose? <laughs> um, so they uh, anyway. One of the things that was uh, proposed was uh, they would want to hear us uh, talk about baseball, which I guess would basically be Matt teaching me about baseball because I haven't followed it since I was a child. Andy, you are the worst baseball fan I've ever seen. I don't know if I'm the worst baseball fan. I'm someone who does not currently well, know about let's baseball. Just take that a much. trip into the wayback machine and go back to last year when you were yeah. like. I think I like baseball now. I'm a Yankees fan. They're in the playoffs, right? And then this you sounds proceeded. Sounds like a terrible podcast already. You proceeded to be a somehow Yankees being fan. more of a nerd bully about baseball than he is about Star Trek. Well, because jocks are actually bullies. <laughs> and is that you? Look, I played baseball <laughs> and football in high school. I played baseball I when dated I was a, a child. Cheerleader. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I dated a cheerleader. I sure did. He's not one of us. Get him. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the next one is from uh, Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant, obviously. said this Big episode, was, which was Remember Me, the last episode, yeah. had Long. the most used quote of any episode for our group. If there's nothing wrong with me, maybe there's something wrong with the universe. Although we did change it to, and I didn't understand this. Now I think he's talking about face group, unless you understand this. If I'm not crazy, then the universe is wrong. Other lines used a lot. Data, something's got me. Riker, not good enough. Damn it, not good enough. Okay, card Rick. I think thanks, guys. Love the show. We love you. Um, here's a voice hail. Hi, Joe from or Joe Breen from South Dakota here. Uh, love the show. You guys are amazing. No matter how many parts you guys chop it up into, I'm going to listen every week. Keep it up. Thanks for your support, uh, however, Joe. I was just listening to the most oh no, episode. he said however. Um, and I had to, wanted to point out that it was actually Goldicott in Deep Space Nine that uh, gave a speech about how about the ultimate form of victory being uh, when your enemies realize that you were right all along and they accept your uh, <laughs> they accept your way of looking at things. So <laughs> if that's how you guys look at things, then uh, uh, you're you should probably be on Twitter following the real Goldicott. Uh, it's pretty amazing, and you guys are big Cardassian Union sympathizers. So, uh, long live the Dominion. <laughs> uh, FYI, Andy doesn't understand any no, of that. I have a vague But sense he will eventually. Now. Okay. Um, we got an email from Dr. Crusher. Uh, oh, it's later. Uh, no, well, that is the topic of the next one. Oh, let's hear it, Andy. Um, big, big Crusher episode last week, of course. All the Crusher heads were... Uh, we're out in force to enjoy a an episode where Beverly Crusher has many scenes by herself. Many scenes. And I actually expected more blowback than I feel like. I, there was some blowback, but not as much as I feel like I received. Wait, um, what? There was some blowback, but not as much as you feel like you received? Oh, sorry, not as much as I expected to receive. Oh. Thank you for for Because yeah, that'd be funny if you were like... Up. There's so many people blow back at me. I don't understand it. <laughs> and then, like, you check, and you're like, "Oh, there's two emails." That feels like a billion. <laughs> no, <laughs> although I feel like that's how you felt about the saucer section. Well, and look, there were many apologies, Andy, Andy. There were many people who were who feel bad. I, you know, I popped in there very briefly, and then I uh, was like, "You know what? I am going 
to hit the escape pod here and not look at it right now. Okay. Well, I'll just say that generally speaking, it's all positive. That's uh, all I have to say. Good. Um, all right. Here's what uh, Colin, Colin, Colin says. Colin? It, he he, like he wrote it phonetically for uh, me. Opt- Optimus Prime? Colin. It's it's spelled the way that an American would say it, Colin, but he said pronounced Colin. Cool. Um, and I'm I'm guessing he's a Brit because he says cheers at the end. Um, Andy, also hi Matt. Starting off, I don't want to mansplain anyone's. This is addressing the uh, the, the crusher. First of all, controversy. Thank you for being the first person to address an email to Andy and then saying hello to me. <laughs> I appreciate you. There's a lot of there are a lot of soft spots on Matt and you can hit him at any time unless he's just watched the socks win. Well look, I've I got Actually, even if he watches the socks win, he I did some him body composition today, Andy. There's a fuck ton of soft spots on me. Oh, Continue. Yeah. I don't want to mansplain anyone else's objection to your theory about Dr. Crusher being a bad doctor, but for me, it comes down to this. I found this useful. You're analyzing a character that was written 30 years ago and comparing her to strong, independent female characters uh, we get these days. Yes, they're still rarer than they should be, but at least they exist. Looking back at the characters of uh, Beverly, Deanna, and Tasha, they just don't hold up. We can't help comparing them to Dax and Kira and Janeway and Michael Burnham. He actually says that. Um, Or I think, well, somebody said it. Sorry. Uh, it might have been Gilbert Cannon who also wrote me about this. Uh, I can't find fault with anything you said about Dr. Crusher in this episode. I really wish she got to have agency over her own problems instead of spending most of the episode trying to convince people she wasn't crazy. If I could re- rewrite it, I'd have her encounter the Vortex earlier in the show and figure out that it was a, a rescue attempt earlier and then have an act and a half of Wesley and Jordy try to make another Vortex, but Beverly has to do something to help... Uh, establish the link from her side give her a puzzle to solve from her side so that she doesn't just say well i know it happened here so what if i stand here and hope really hard maybe someone will save me uh that's nobody's fault except the writers who couldn't conceive of independent women with agency over their own story but remember she wasn't as terrible as many other female characters from the time that's why so many trek fans from that era hold her in high regard cheers colin colin did the best I could, Colin. Oh, you, I, Colin. Yeah. Like a Colin show. Right. Why didn't you say that? I have been saying that. No, no, you said it. You pronounced it correctly. But like when I was asking you how he phonetically spelled it. Oh, we I didn't talking hear you about say that. that. Um, anyway, cool. That was a good email. I like the email. I, I think a lot of good points in there. I agree. And I also think that there have been other, uh, the, really the, the emails is that I've, re- the hails that I've received about this have been uh, pretty well thought out and reasonable. And uh, the main point of contention is that we approach it f- not from what we hope to be a critique of uh, of uh, women, or obviously, you know, uh, but but uh, from the writing of the women, which can be complicated if you're rooting for the character and feel connected to the character. So I think actually Colin actually put his finger on it, and many people sort of said they would just appreciate. A little more slack for Dr. Crusher from Well, us. you know what? We will uh, start uh, today's podcast out with some slack for Dr. Crusher, and then we will follow that up with another factoid of her not being a great doctor in this episode. <laughs> I did what I could, guys. Um, and well, then the last look, one. she's the only 23rd century fucking doctor who leaves a scar bigger than what she took out. Is that... 
I mean, it's just like you, they can heal these scars in that in the future. I don't understand why there's a giant scar on this on this on this uh, Tasha Yar's chest. I wonder. Here's if it's... The, here's my solution. Okay, maybe Nurse Ogawa did the suturing. Mm. You know, did the space suturing. Anyway, back in. I wonder Go. if it's more of a blind spot that the writers have for for writing doctors in a competent fashion, and not women, or maybe both. Whatever the case, um, we received another little jingle um, from Christopher Clement. Uh, you told me how to pronounce it before in the past, but I don't remember Clement. And uh, he's the one who did our hailing frequencies close, sir. Um, Sting. And he says, whipped up a little jingle you can use when you start talking about the inner workings of TV, which we uh, have do, did already get one. We but... got an inside baseball one. Let's hear how this compares to that, Andy. I'm excited. I, I think it's a thing we often do on the show because it is uh, the only thing that we actually know about in regards to Star Trek. So true. And that's how television works. Okay, that's kind of great. I love it. That's a very good jingle. It's clear, a... concise catchy hits all the sweet spots for me that's the jackie bradley jr swing of uh jingles i don't know what that means <laughs> do you want to do you want to attack me for it <laughs> you know at some point you have to begin being a fan you weren't always a Sox fan you became I, honestly, a Sox I fan. I don't remember a time when That's I was That's fine, but there was a point when someone told you you were a Sox fan or you chose to be a Sox Look, fan. Andy, and I would say the people that, as thinking adults, decide to be a fan of something, they're worth more than the people who are just born into it or programmed to be into it. That's right. That's why Andy is now registered with the white nationalists. <laughs> it really turned against me fast. <laughs> Okay, there, so I can edit that out. Why? I just I don't, don't, I just don't, you even, don't even want to. We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in Star Trek land, Andy. We do this to not talk about anything I don't, real. I think that one's okay. If we got any people who are going to come at us and say, hey, don't don't, don't besmirch no. the white nationalists. I don't even want to. Oh, you're making uh, the edit long. I don't care. No, Leave just, it in. I'm going to cut it. Uh, just because I can't. It's just one little joke that was my joke. It's not even your joke. Don't worry about it. Whatever you want. Um, okay, we got a couple of prime correctives. Um, oh, only a couple. Only a couple. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Let's hear it. Time for retrospective. Because truth is our objective. It's a prime corrective. Because Matt Andy got it wrong. It's a delightful prime corrective song. I'd be interested in maybe a short version or short one of those if anybody's inspired to just as an alternate possibility guys uh, here's what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna make a baseball reference uh-huh. a few of you that really like baseball uh-huh. are gonna get it and love it and the rest of you are gonna be confused like andy andy asking for a shorter jingle is like major league baseball trying to speed up the game by limiting mound visits you guys get it. I actually understand that. That seems like that's self-explanatory. Well, and it, the the sense is that like it, the average game length goes from three hours and seven minutes to sure. three hours and six minutes because of all the seconds. chats on the mound. It, it just drops like it's a half. It's a thirty second. Oh, is it not? Time. It's not that long. It doesn't do anything really. Oh well, then never mind. Then I didn't understand it. It, it was more subtle than I thought. Yeah. Star Wars Prime Corrective from oh, Brandon no. Davis. Oh, Andy. Loved all the Star Wars breakdown, but Matt was wrong about the number of stars destroyed by Starkiller Base. No stars were destroyed. They're planets. They're three. It destroyed at least two. The one it used up to destroy those planets and the one it drained prior to being destroyed. 
What? That's what he says. This is very confusing to me, but I will assume that you, sir, have watched The Force Awakens more than the one and a half times I have. People have also gotten me on on me about Canto Bite and such, and uh, you know what? No, I don't. I, honestly, I, I saw take... the Canto Bite. I saw the Canto Bite talk. Uh-huh. I believe when I popped into the face group. I'm talking about the hills. Oh. Well, I think the Cantobite people in the face group... What did they say? ...were not mocking you for not knowing. Uh-huh. They were more like, good for him for not oh, remembering well, what the go. hell Cantobite See, there you go. You just got to look to find the positive. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Matt. Andy, I wish I didn't know what Cantobite was. Um, you know, now I do, and I don't... Uh, and yeah. also, by the way, all over the map, in terms of people saying, like, uh, the, uh, the Hailer earlier... That they were like, oh, thank God, somebody finally said it. And people who were, you know, leaping to uh, JJ's uh, defense. No. He was just trying to do no, something no, no, different. No, 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 no. Not on this podcast. No, not on this podcast. We I'm don't allow you. that. I'm with you. Andy, we don't allow it. The, wait, the wait, argument wait. to JJ's defense saying he was trying to do something different? Yeah, the argument, yeah. And to me, it's like he uh, he what? was a Star Wars fan. That was why he wanted this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we sure? Are you. Are they talking about Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson? No, JJ. There were other people that defended Last Jedi. I get that. I get yeah. the defense of Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, but look, this JJ defense uh-huh. that you just said was what? He that was he trying was, something different? He's trying to do something. That's why he wasn't focusing on the old characters. Beat for beat. He fucking remade A New Hope oh, because that is point. all he knows how to do. To me, I was. that's so true. Beat for beat he to, tried to do nothing different to me it was more of an issue of uh that uh the the characters we've been waiting for for you know decades had so much story potential and you could have spent all the time you wanted with the new characters and still given them satisfying totally. reunions and storylines and developments you're telling me if the somebody force, also pinned if the, the force awakens was 14 minutes longer but we got all those 14 minutes were taken up by the three characters? Yeah. What a world we'd be in. Oh, unbelievable. Satisfying world. Without question. And then the other thing someone said is like, hey, it's not J.J.'s fault that the Han Solo that Han Solo died because uh, Harrison Ford uh, probably demanded it. Great. I don't care. You and got that's fucking, fine. You're, you're all sitting at a table, Reed. You got all three of them sitting there. You put them in a scene together. Well, that's also true. But also, give, give Han Solo a better death. I liked it. Than just serving. Oh, see, I don't. Know. I like that. Oh, well, like, you have to establish that I, I like, the son is a is a whack job kind of evil guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't buy that. You I could also, have had it die in a more reasonable way. I liked the death because it was not only was he stabbed with a with a lightsaber that has a broken kyber crystal that needs to be venting its plasma out, uh, but he just falls into the deepest darkest hole ever and then blows up. He dies three times. I love it. Um, by the way, were you... Soup's dead. Were you with us when we went to see it in 4D? No. Oh, there was a group from work that went to see it in 4D, and... Um, that was before my time. Oh, there you go. Because I remember the night I was going to go... Oh, man, we just did the another night... spoiler. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the night I was going to go to watch Star Wars, Goldberg sent me an email asking for joke pitches on imaginary gary at the time it was called oh. so i stayed home and did those you're welcome garacio 
FYI, one of the things that were requested in you that, used none of them in that poll was uh, was that we have a a pod that talking about Goldbergs. We don't we don't ever want to talk about Goldbergs outside of work. We uh, we, we get I'd be happy to. I think it's a great show. Please tune in. <laughs> Such a lie. Andy's got a big episode coming. If you uh, are a big Freddy Krueger fan, get ready. He has returned. That actually will be really fun. And, and many of the jokes are Matt's in that episode. Look. Um, they even put one back in in the last cut I wrote. Oh, really? I saw. Um, My joke about how many dads he has. <laughs> um, where was I? I hate myself already. Oh, the last prime corrective is from Heidi. And she says, Dear Sirs... And she, she labels it Prime Corrective to make sure it goes in Prime Corrective. I love it. That your, is good. In that your episode, yeah. you say that Man of Steel is the best DC movie. Clearly, you forgot about Wonder Woman. Full disclosure, I've only seen Wonder Woman because the other DC movies look dumb. I know. Oh. That should, I, you know, honestly, that should go without saying. Uh, Wonder Woman is by far the most cohesive and good DC movie. And if we neglected to mention that last time, that's on us. I got news for you, Matt. You don't think so? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's good. And I have it in 3D if you want to come over and watch it for Patreon. Because <laughs> I have no time to watch yeah. anything else. Once we get through the 29,000 Marvel well, movies. Well, we could just throw it up on the poll for them to choose. And oh, I beg like they're not going to fucking that. choose the next Orville episode. We are locked into oh, what we're let's doing. Let's find out. That's, of course, what they're choosing. Do you want to put it on and find out? No. <laughs> I'd rather put on. Oh, also, they were going crazy. Yeah, the top choice on the on the face group. Oh, is uh, is Quantum Leap? I do love a Quantum Leap. Would you want to do that? Put that up. How does no one do a Quantum? People must do it. There must be a Quantum Leap podcast. Of course, there There are a billion uh, sure Quantum Leap and Star Trek podcasts, but that hasn't stopped us. That's true. Um, Okay, it should have. I don't know. We're all done with this. So Are 816. We? Oh, Trek TNC. That Trek might be our TNC. phone number, Andy. Uh, Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. At Matt Myra is the gentleman across from me. Inst- my Instagram is at Andrew Secunda. My Twitter is at Secunda. Direct hails sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you are interested in uh, even more of this, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. That's also the only way to get your Christopher Pike Medal of Honor. Yeah, I mean, you could save 45,000 crew members uh, in some sort of fancy, very brave way. You're not getting that medal from us. It doesn't matter. It's true. What you need to do is say something clever in a Q&A post. Now, thank you, Christopher Clement. Andy. Yes. It is uh, obviously time for another portion of the show and quite frankly i'm going to be real with you right now and say what is next this day in trucking okay (laughs) oh face group well i skipped it because i thought it would antagonize you now look i think there's a lot of great stuff happening in there all right well i didn't pick a face group thing there's been certainly a lot of stuff happening hit it all righty Photoshop Matt with Data's cat And who put Andy's face on that? Just take a look It's on Facebook It's in our face group 
And he goes everywhere. He's on the net. He's clicking through posts. It's Andy's face group. Am I purely responsible for picking something from face group? And he's got face group up. He's gonna look. He's gonna look. I couldn't figure out a rhyme for look. Andy. Let's see. What is the this post is really, you would, would most like to read this aloud? Is so unfair. I did just shove this on him. Uh, that well, one has our names in it. But just for the record, I would 100% listen to Matt Myron and Andrews kind of doing a moonlighting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you wanted? Who posted that? We should give them credit. Uh, that was. I would love it if that was. I see Mary Myra like that one. Uh, of course she That's did. That's Garrett Aurenia. Yeah, I think you did that right. Uh, Garrett Aram Aramea Arama Garrett Arama. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay, Garrett Arama. Thank you for that post. I like the. uh, Who else is here for Matt and Andy ranting about how terrible the new Star Wars movies are? That bit was great. Oh, did anyone like that? Let's see if the Quantum League still on top with 86 votes. Battlestar Galactica trailing, trailing just by two. Thank you for the two people who respect the fact that I don't feel like watching. Uh, dark uh, post-apocalyptic space drama. Meh, I say to that. Babylon 5 is number 4 on Stargate. Distant. Um, Star Wars is very far in the back. It's interesting that they're not. Also, a lot of people said Faulty Towers, which I thought would be an interesting short run of stuff. Well, that So is we a, could actually that talk is, about some good literal, comedy. Literal short run there. Um, I don't know. You Andy, you can choose one more post and we shall bounce out of the face group. Okay, let's see. Oh boy, this is not fair. I'm doing this. Andy can pick a post. He likes to talk about this face. It's in the face group. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, This is from. Interestingly, I think Timon Singh is he the guy who Timon Singh, the author of the book Born to Be Bad. If you haven't picked it up pick it up guys it's a great i met him in uh in london and he happens to be in los angeles i wish i went to london in la for work and look what i walked past on hollywood boulevard did i go in he's in front of the ripley's believe it or not museum you can believe i did not <laughs> oh so you use one oh, of our sponsors oh, oh, to oh bash god. another oh my god this is unbelievable i can't believe he would say that you should have gone in well obviously judging by the way the sun is right there it wasn't after five thirty, so i get it he Close. wants to buy one, get one. You can't go in early. Yeah. Andy? Yes. Thanks so much for leading today's face group. No problem, buddy. Do we close the face group or close the hails? We already closed the hails. <laughs> Andy, uh, I'm proud of us for getting this to a more manageable something like 40-something minutes before we get into the episode. Sure. Pretty good. Shorter. Pretty good. Could have been shorter, but guess you what? I wanted to add a face group. I wanted to go say, hey, face group, I get you. Mm. Are Even they making though. up? Are they making up? Maybe. You never know. Huh. Andy, it's Legacy. It is production number 180, and it aired the week of November, I'm sorry, of October 29th. 1990-something. For just two weeks off. Ah, so close. Yeah. 
Uh, so, Andy, of course, uh, you're going to tell us, thanks to Matthew Kirk, what is happening uh, this week in Trek. And I believe that you have already told me the song. And sure. Let's have. see if they can guess it at home before you even say it. All right. Here we go. What is it? What is it, guys? What could it Sounds be? Sounds like you got a hi-hat going there. Oh, that's right, everybody. It is Under Pressure by Queen and David Bowie. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Vanilla Ice's rampant hit, Ice Ice Baby. Andy, what else is happening? Let's kick it. On the UK radio's Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers enjoyed a resurgence due to its ghostly inclusion. In ghost. In ghost. That is I like the way he wrote this. Um, Stephen King's The Stand was still a bestseller. Great book. And the horror film Graveyard Shift debuted at number one at the box office just in time for Halloween. You know, I never got into The King. I don't know why I paused it to say that. Oh, really? Yeah. You would, it would be right up your alley. Well, I enjoy nearly all of the adaptations of Stephen King movies. Uh, there are well, very few There's good ones. There's some that are actually good. No, there are very few good ones. But that, like, those even books... like Maximum Overdrive, I enjoy. Look, a lot of the books fall apart in the last act because he's probably writing so fast his fingers are bleeding. But well, um, he is that guy is a consummate storyteller. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I've sat near him a couple times at Red Sox games. Oh, really? Big fan of the Sox. Uh-huh. That's the other thing. Filled with lovely, quirky lovely New England man. characters. Genius, prolific writer. But sometimes... Uh-oh. Here we go. I don't like when it takes a page and a half to tell me someone opened a door. Continue, Andy. Do, I don't know. Is that a... I feel like they, there's a tremendous amount read, of momentum. Read uh, it again. It, it is one of the ones I haven't read, in fairness. Um, Salem's Lot has scared the crap out of me. I actually read it again in the last year, and it was uh, scary, even as an adult, because I was at home alone. How about Pet Cemetery? Pet Cemetery, not as scary to me, ironically, because I don't believe Omar would ever hurt me. Well, that's not Omar anymore. You buried him in the pet cemetery, Andy. Like they said about Picard when he was a Borg, I believe some part of him would be still be alive. <laughs> Taking anyway. the Admiral Hayes uh, route here, huh? That's right. I don't want to hear anyone say <laughs> an unkind word about Omar Little. I don't even remember if that was his name, the Admiral, but uh, thanks Admiral for participating Hansen. in the bit. I hope that's right. That's it is. more right. It's yeah. Admiral Hansen because there was a bunch of Hansen jokes. In a, everybody called him Admiral Mbop. Who did? I don't know. People wrote in. And yeah. you, I think you might have. I don't know if that's true. That is sad even for me. In a surprising upset, Mar- upset Mary Robinson defeated Brian Lenahan in the Irish pres- presidential election, subsequently becoming the country's first female president. Intercontinent. Oh, man, what is up with me? Other than intercontinental. My incompetence. Please, I hope that you're going to talk about intercontinental uh, champion, the ultimate warrior, <laughs> taking the belt from Macho Man Randy Savage. Please tell me that's what you're going to talk about. You know what? I'm just going to skip this one. <laughs> Observers at the Kitt Peak National Observatory in Arizona discovered the largest galactic cloud at the time within the constellation Virgo. Spanning over 100 trillion stars. Time Magazine's cover featured an automotive automotive assembly line with the caption, Can America still compete? 
with its new Saturn, GM bets the answer is yes. Wow, it was a cover story about a Saturn. Look, the Saturn was an innovative car. I had a Why was it so innovative? 92 Saturn SL2. Sorry, it was a 94. Saturn SL2 in Plum. Andy, it was called Sadie. It was a dual overhead cam. 124 horsepower had a performance switch on it, Andy, and I kept that performance switch on all the time. Took it to the mechanic. Mechanic called, left a message on the phone on the on the answering machine for my parents and myself. Uh huh. And uh, something to the effect of, uh, "This is Lou from Saturn of Lowell." He goes, uh, "Matt, you know you're uh, not supposed to." drive with the performance switch on all the time. Is that true of modern day cars? Because I keep my performance switch on my Lexus on all the time. Mm, it's uh, just like a thing that gives it a little boost? That kind of a deal? Well, it just makes the revs uh, it just revs harder before it shifts. Oh, I don't know if it does Revs higher thing, before right? it shifts. The uh, Saturn SL2, Andy? Yeah. It would chirp second. That's right. When it kicked into second gear, it would put so much power to the wheels that the tires spun. Really? Yeah. That's fun. It was a fun, fun car that I drove into the ground. Anyway, this is Queen. I just thought it was a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. Oh, and David Bowie. It really, uh, you shifted very quietly. Oh, guys, this is music. Good stuff. I love it. Guys, uh, this episode brought to you by Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie coming out in November. It's not. It's I wish not it was. To you by that. You gotta get some sponsors. <laughs> very hard to do. Even James Bonding had trouble. Really? Yeah, it's very true. Very, very true. If you work for a large startup corporation and you'd like to sponsor the show, please email me or Andy. Yeah, either of us. Look, this is this is this is a free ad literal free ad Andy do you know what I did today what I'm gonna have to put now that the episode discussion starts a little bit later okay so I'm off on script uh-huh. and uh, that means that he's sent out to write a script sounds like you're gonna hit that jingle oh you're right <laughs> come on Andy alright relax <laughs> hang on a second we have a brand new jingle and you just uh, you I just walk oh, yourself it into it and that's how television works <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, off writing an episode of uh, the Goldbergs, and uh, you don't have to be in the office to do that. You get to do it on your own time, which is probably the greatest gift you're ever given as a as a television writer is to other than money, not be in the office and to be able to just write. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So, but it also means that you get a little time during the day where you're like, oh, I should probably take care of that thing I haven't taken care of since May. Uh-huh. So what I did, Andy was I went on the internet. This is a free ad for Mac Weldon. Right. The the underwear folks. Yeah. I was like, I love this pair of underwear I had on this weekend. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the one pair of Mac Weldon underwear I have on. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get rid of all of my boxers. Uh-huh. 27 pairs of boxers. Uh-huh. And order brand new Mac Weldons. So I'm going to have all the new kind that I like. Isn't that amazing? Have you ever done that? Have you ever like purged everything? Like a, let's say you're like tired of your socks. 
you purge them? I try to do it more than I used to. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you know that I have still have some boxers in here that I moved to Los Angeles with? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> you get attached to stuff. <laughs> there are boxers in there from 2006. So everybody tweet Mac Weldon and say, hey, f- why don't you why don't you <laughs> sponsor Matt's other podcast? That's true. Uh, but uh, until then, please go ahead and use the promo code bonding. Still works. I was able to save myself $49 because I ordered so much goddamn underwear. Yeah. <sighs> Andy, I'll cut you in. I appreciate that. I'm going to get you a pair of boxers. <laughs> what size are you? Petite? You have a very slim waist. <laughs> Thank you. For the amount of food he eats, guys. I'm, uh, you know, we say it from time to time, but I would just, li- I cannot stress. I'm a little chunkier down there. If you've played the new PlayStation 4 Spider Man game, Andy should be the size of Rhino. But he's Rhino. Not. Small? What? Rhino's huge, isn't he? You should be that size. Oh, I size. see. I should be that size, yes. The amount of food you eat. Sure. The amount of desserts you're packing in? No. I mean, maybe... Uh, would you be that... Would you be upset if you were fused into some sort of uh, indestructible rhino suit? It seemed like, of all the villains, <laughs> it seemed like he was screwed the worst. Oh, to have be fused into that suit. Yeah. 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 Of course. He can't live a human life. He's in a prison his whole life. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's an emotional time for him. Let's think about so it from weird from his point of view, you know? That's just casually written off. Is that dealt with in any of the comics, I wonder? Oh, I'm sure it must be. There's so many Spider-Man comics. He's certainly angry. Well, he's also... Like a rhino. <laughs> Rhinos are angry. Okay, episode discussion begins now at the probably 55-minute mark. See, we tried to... It was... No, no. You tried. At this point, I definitely, like, after all of the, the hubbub and everything, my feeling is, like, screw it. This is this is all going to be long. So, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know how to help you. Look, I think that people should cherish the beginning of the podcast because it, it generally is us enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. And then it gets to the episode where we're just talking about the episode. Right. But, like, you know, it's fun to discuss Star Wars with Andy. You know, I enjoy him quite a bit. Two of my favorite episodes of uh, Bonding Andy was on. I think we dragged you in for Die Another Day. That's right. And, uh, of course, the music of James Bond. I really enjoyed that one. Why only that one? (laughs) (laughs) The other one, you made me watch a terrible Bond movie. Well, we all had to watch it. We all did it to ourselves. Guys, it's uh, time to talk about uh, Legacy, directed by Robert Shearer and written by Joe Minoski. Hey, JoJo's. Joe, I believe, is... uh... What is he writing right now? Frakes and I were talking about something he was working on. Name drop. Guys, I like to drop the name Frakes. When are we going to have another uh, Ask Frakes? That's a good... I should ask Frakes when we're going to have another Ask Frakes. That's a good question. <laughs> Seems like a waste of a question. But okay. All right. Deja Vu sets in when the Enterprise attempts to rescue two Federation engineers lost in the late Tasha Yar's planet, Turkana 4. There they are surprised to discover her sister, Ishara. They had a naming scheme in that family. Uh, involved with one of the two warring factions. One faction, the Alliance, has taken the ship's engineers hostage. Their rival, the Coalition, offers to help retrieve the engineers and volunteers the serv- and volunteers the services of Ashara as a guide. Ashara beams aboard the Enterprise where Picard tries to reverse Ashara's view of her sister as a runaway and a quitter. And Data finds his memories of Tasha rekindled by Ashara, who shows some interest in joining Starfleet. 
what Riker and Picard don't know is that the plan Ashara helps them devise is also meant to defeat the proximity detectors both Turkana factions agreed on years ago. So Ashara can disable the Alliance's power plant and cripple their defense. Ashara leads the rescue effort but is stopped by Data at the reactor where he dares her to shoot him. She Is that what happens? This, it feels like you're editorializing, Dr. Larry Nemechek. Is, yeah. Uh, she is about to do so when Riker stuns her. Where he throws the possibility of her <laughs> shooting him in his fa- in her face. <laughs> then tells Data he's just learned about betrayal. Well, actually, he says uh, this was set on kill. Okay. Guys, this is Legacy. Here we go. It's going to start with a poker game, which tells us what, Andy? The... There's no captain's log. Like, well, yes, else? but I think this also. I think anytime the show starts with a poker scene, what does it mean? It sets up the thematic element of the episode. Sure, always, always. It's, you know, there usually more people. Well, usually you'll have a Wesley there, you uh-huh. know. But I feel like uh, Will was probably off that week. He's not in this episode. Let me ask you a and, poker uh, question, Matt. I would guess uh, Jordy LaForge also busy. How many people are at your your fancy game? Nine, nine. It's a nine seated game. Is it? more fun than having four people or yes. it's just a different quality it's better to have more people because there's more money uh there's more money there's more action there's more conversation there's more of everything there's more good times uh-huh. there's more laughs and is a four-person poker game kind of a waste of time yeah we usually actually don't even start playing until we're five seated like so we start at seven and if i you know by the way guys i used to have a poker night on tuesdays and i have uh given that up to record this podcast on Tuesdays. Hey, we've all made sacrifices, buddy. Uh, you're welcome. My bank account. Uh, yeah, so you, you know, we don't even sit down until it's five. It's just weird. Like, it, you just, you don't, the dynamics, not the buttons moving too fast. There's the small blind, big blind dealer. Yeah. And then you only have two people that don't, that are, you know, then you have like an under the gun and then you have, you know, it's just like, the positions are different. The the, the cards uh, strength changes with how many people are there. So if there's fewer people there, a, a crappy hand in a nine seated game can become a very good hand in a game that's two seated or four seated. That's why those final tables on television are interesting to watch because people will play things they would never play at a full table. Hmm. Uh, anyway, I can get into poker on another episode uh, called Poke Poke Me. No, not a good name for a podcast. Are you trying to fill another inside straight, Worf? Don't say I didn't warn you. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I fold. <laughs> I like I that. <laughs> Troy Three. folds. Troy always folds, doesn't she? Well, I think she's just probably like a little cat and mouse game. She's much. reading their emotions. She knows what's happening, except for Data. You're three... And ten more. There's no logical reason why that never explained. Your ten. Why Troy? Why Troy is in that game? Data, have you got a flush or a full house? It will cost you twenty to make that determination, sir. I love that line. Yes, it's great. Dealer folds. You two have successfully divided the evening between you. Even though I can read an emotion. Conspiracy. But far be it from me to accuse my superior officers. You're getting harder and harder to bluff, Data. You've learned this game very well. Yes, sir. I believe I have. Boy, it's almost like 
someone might try to bluff data thematically in this episode. What, really? <laughs> I I don't understand. How so? Well, you know... I this think, is a poker game. How would it apply to the rest? Well, think about it. What they're trying to do here is set up the fact that data, you know, is, 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 is getting better at, at this bluffing situation. Sure. And, and, and sometimes it expects bluff in, in a poker game, but, but sure. in, in life he does not yet still expect them. Oh. Tell you what. I'll bet that I can find any card that you hide in this deck. And furthermore, I will make you help me find it. Careful, Data. Your guidance is much valued, Counselor. However, pick a card. By the way, uh, Riker did not bet him all of his chips. That was Data's own decision to risk everything. Well, that's true. Also, Data acts like he won at the end because he figures out the trick. But that wasn't part of the bet. The bet I, was just I that he agree. could force the, he could make him find the card with him. You know what? I think that's honestly something that Dr. Soong programmed into Data to be a cheat. <laughs> this sequence of this card trick is endless and, in my opinion, unnecessary. They've already set up the thematic thing. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly, Andy. Yeah. The Jack of Hearts means nothing to us. It's true. Uh, but, you know, imagine... every Look, every time we've seen Data have to play a card game... Yes. Outside of... Uh, you haven't seen these episodes later. Sorry. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Yeah, you know what, Andy? We're going to skip this portion because, quite frankly, it is meaningless to us. Yay! <laughs> you did it! <laughs> We're skipping. If you have anything you wanted to skip, <laughs> email us. Captain... We have received a distress call. We're changing course to intercept. <laughs> what is that? What is that? So, you know... What is the look? He, he get, yeah, he looks left and right. Like, is he like, oh boy, I thought we were going to have a relaxing week. <laughs> I guess Everything's so. turned around. Or is he like, you think he's fucking with us? <laughs> what is that look? I think the look is probably in the nature of that in the in the nature of Will Riker in that moment. The look is probably I don't have a line here. Let's <laughs> see what the uh, let's see what the it said in the script for that. Captain's log, stardate four four two one five point two. The Enterprise has bypassed its scheduled archaeological survey of Camus Two in response to a distress call. And I'm really angry because I like archaeology. From the Federation freighter Arcos, which has assumed an emergency orbit around. Oh, Andy, let's, uh, Andy's got the script, which he sometimes will pull up when we are curious about. No, there's no, there's no description at all, just as we received a distress call. Uh, does it say, does it, does it say on com? Yeah, Picard's com voice was odd. That's cool. Guys, I've never read a Star Trek script in my life. Mm. And the fact that they write it out as Picard's com voice, uh, it's delightful to me. On Takana 4 birthplace of our late comrades do you think it's always a decision of the director to like eh, i want to shoot that i want to shoot his side of it say when, it they, when they do do that like when you do see two people communicating with each other over communicators yeah is that Although the director's I guess how choice often do they ever do that really how often do why is this i guess one? they don't frequently they don't frequently cut do back that. and forth, right? Because yeah. you'd be a little confused. Unless it's something like you're gonna, they're about to go to the bridge, and then if they're talking on the bridge, or there's a, there's parallel action, then they'll do it. I um, 
Just Wait. got a lot of messages about the Red Sox, Andy. Parallel action is, uh, you know, when there's you're following action in one scene <laughs> and then action in the other scene. And that's how television works. <laughs> Andy. Yes, Matt. I uh, I got a text message from uh, John McDonough, uh-huh. one of my best friends in the world. I said, hey, you know, I would love to hear the radio, the Boston radio call of the Jackie Bradley Jr. Grand Slam. And because it's playoff time and we're recording this, uh-huh. we are now going to hear the W-E-E-I, Matt's home radio station, call of Jackie Bradley Jr.'s Grand Slam. If you would like so to skip this part. This is so unfair for the people skip that ahead, had the time code. Skip ahead one and a half minutes. All right. Bases loaded. 26 Ooh. pitches. And this guy's known for his control. He said 0.95 walks per nine. I can't, all year. I can't wait to hear him lose it. These guys are such homers. Better adjust your volume. Your, your levels. Oh, I mean that's 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 where it should be. Set. I feel like the that. Uh, JBJ swinging a high drive to right field. Reddit going back, back to the warning track. This ball is going, and it is gone. A grand slam for Jackie Bradley Jr. And the Red Sox have broken it open. They lead it eight to two. Can you believe it? Jackie with a three-run double in game two and a grand slam in game three. And it- I love it. Guys, Jackie Bradley Jr., great job. Back to baseball. On I mean, the- wait, back to sport- space? <laughs> On the note of baseball, that Cisco uh, painting feels like it's not being taken care of there. It is, it is there. It, it is there. All right. To, to, as the, as, here's the problem, Andy. What's happening with this office is this is going to combine into Dory and I's office. This one? Yeah. Uh-huh. This couch has to go. Uh-huh. This guitar rack has to go. Oh, wow. Everything's got to move. This actually, you're, you, you're looking at right now, there's, there will be a table here, okay. a black table, uh-huh. that will become the podcast table, because she and I both record here. Oh, nice. So we'll go podcast table here. My desk will be there. Her desk will be there. So I, I just assembled this, uh, uh, this, which the Patreon paid for. Yeah, but this is not going to happen for months. This, uh, this, this little, this little miniature desk that I'm sitting next to, like a children's table next to his thing, and uh, I was quite proud of myself that I put it together like a real adult. Andy, I was so impressed when yeah. you came over with this today. Yeah, it was like a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. We will be entering the Turkana system in 11 minutes, Captain. Engine status? Stable. But we have maintained warp factor 9 for longer than is recommended, sir. Subspace message from the Arcos. The transmitter is failing. What do you think of this engineer's uh, attempted humor here? Ready? Audio only. Let's hear it. Enterprise, this is Tan Su, Arcos engineer. Estimate five minutes of warp drive containment breach. Make that three minutes. Thanks for trying, Enterprise. <laughs> Make that three minutes. Thanks for trying, Enterprise. I'll be here all week. You think he's like the funny engineer? <laughs> What's the joke? The explosion happens, and he goes, oh, "Make that three minutes." I see. It's happening in five minutes. Whoop. Yeah. Gallows humor. Now this is baffling to me. What exactly. Is about to happen? Why are they not? At maximum warp. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Factor 9.3. I mean, I know it's 9.65, right? Seven minutes I'm impressed. Seconds will put us and then he ups it again. 9.6. He doesn't even go to 9.65 then. 
Andy Secunda School of Specific Acting star student at the helm. Tim Corman. Yeah. He's there. That's right. He's the guy who, uh, I don't know, they had some name for him. Straight down the barrel of the camera. They had some name for him because he did that. Like shotgun. They were warned that uh, anyone whatever. transporting down to the colony would be killed. Number one. Ready and away team. And away make team. it fancy. <laughs> I, I Bring a chef just for kicks. Okay. So, a decent act break, or cold open rather. Uh. You know, I'm suspenseful. I like the idea of them having to go down to a hostile place to rescue a couple of people. Uh, and I seem to remember this episode being more boring than it is. What do you think about that, Andy? Did you find this episode boring? I liked this episode. I did t- more than I certainly I was, a lot more than I remember. I was. I'm happy that you did because I was sort of thinking like, oh, this because you were you were your main complaint last week was that this was another one of these soldier, you know, renegade soldier episodes, but, but it's not. It's not, you know, and no. that's just how I remembered it. Yeah, in the old isolinear chip called my brain. It's true. That, uh, Perhaps the doctor should wait here until we signal. Bitch, you did not just say that to her, <laughs> Chief. I got this. <laughs> I appreciate your concern. I think it's exaggerated. Doctor, the colony is completely lawless. Lieutenant Yar spoke of rape gangs. Mr. And- Wolf. Yes, we all know we all Mr. Know Wolf about the rape gang. She would never not mention it given the chance. Sometimes she'd bring it up out of nowhere. How are the eggs this morning? You know, I was on a planet with rape gangs. Uh, okay, so good? <laughs> oh. Bad? Bad. The eggs are bad. You're saying they're bad. But no, they're unrelated. Well, why did I, you just... Just, I just asked you how the eggs were, yeah, Tasha. Just, just making conversation. Okay, well, you know, we could also talk about the eggs. I had a cat, too. Oh, no. What happened to the cat? You don't want to know. <laughs> Myself. She's coming. The Arco's crewmen may need immediate medical attention. Set phasers on maximum stun. Why was, why was Riker standing in the corner waiting through that whole I think he was staring at uh, O'Brien's uh, display, uh-huh. just making sure O'Brien was doing what he was supposed to be doing. Well, that's not cool for O'Brien. Um, also, Backseat like, transporting. I love the idea of like, like how frustrated Riker seems with Worf at this point. This is a dumb question. He side-eyes him. He really does. With like a, I can't fucking believe you are doing this right now. Is that... Worf's, th- I don't know what what the word is. Authority. Does he have the authority to say any of the things that he's saying with oh, he's Riker and with he's with Doctor Crusher? There, he makes a security recommendation, which his recommendation is, recommendation is, gotcha. is to not have Crusher yeah. go. And then he proceeds to get bitch slapped down because he is outranked by everyone in there, including O'Brien. Poor Worf. <laughs> Uh, may I ask a side question that I think is going to make Only me because O'Brien down. is wearing lieutenant pips in this episode. I know he is the chief petty officer. That was a separate question. Is that always been the background of the transport room, that weird green pattern? You mean that packing material that sound baffling? Yes, Andy, it has been. Oh, it looks new to me. It just I think you're just looking at the, it. It's the green. New eyes. New, you know? Possibly. Maybe you're just like having a new yeah, new man, yeah. This guy builds one table, and all of a sudden, the world looks beautiful. I feel omnipotent. Oh, oh no. I'm going to snap my fingers and make you... Here's what I like about this. Face emotional challenges. They are beaming out 
in a circle. Yeah, facing out. Facing out. So smart. With their phasers already drawn. For, like you never see. Which is all I ever want. I get that the Federation is not, you know, they're, peace, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're a peaceful uh, place. But uh, sometimes they beam into dangerous situations. Sure. And they don't do this. It's true. Andy. Yes. I would like you to go to the script, please. Okay. And find out if this was a director's choice. Oh, this has to be a director's choice. Because this look. is just good decision making, whether it's Joe or Shearer. Let's see. Let's see. Also, you get Data being left-handed. Energize. I love a planet, even if it's a matte painting. The concentration gradient definitely increased. How do you think the food was at King Mai restaurant? <laughs> it's very, uh, very Blade Runnery. Yeah. The just the hey, ads for want? the restaurants. Well, and stuff. What else would you want that restaurant sign to look like? You know, I think it's perfect. Oh yeah, I don't. You know, know what it is. I don't know. You're point. gonna go in there late at night, probably after a night of drinking, and whatever they serve you is gonna be fine. Sure, I don't have a complaint about it. The escape pod was apparently moved into the. I like the urgency with which they are moving. They are operating in a, with an emerge with a, with an urgency that you rarely see an away team operate, and I like that. Yeah. Hardly the response we expected. Pardon me. <laughs> I don't understand that. Shouldn't they You're, be more alarmed by this? I'm sorry, I missed it because I was looking at the script. They're just going. Pardon me. <laughs> that is definitely true. There's a weird combination of terror and like kind you of have like that, right? intensity and just kind of uh, civilians walking around and everything's chill. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. And then you have a group of people come over with chest lights that yeah. are aiming weapons definitely at them. Definitely a lot, of, a lot anyway. of mixed messages here. Um, okay. So the away team members step onto the transporter pads and take out their phasers adjusting the settings. When they're set with phasers in firing position... Um, O'Brien works control. The away team dematerializes. A wide, partially fallen in tunnel. The you know away what? team enters cautiously. No, that's it. Joe? So the Great job. So the they're in firing position. Does that imply that they're in a circle facing out? I think out? so. Or is that the think, director's choice? Well, maybe I also think that Joe wanted that and was on set. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. yeah, he probably would be. Yeah. Do you know him? No, I like to just call him Joe like I do know him. We gotta get, as I've been saying forever, we gotta get writers on the show. They would be the most interesting guests. So this is confusing to me. These things light up when others are approaching. These guys are all Iron Man. They all have (laughs) tiny arc reactors. (laughs) Yeah. I'm confused by this, I guess. But I do like that Worf knows what the those are. Starship Enterprise. We've tracked two of our crewmen to this area. Do you know anything about them? Possibly. What do you mean? They found them. Proximity detectors. I see them used on Mono 3. Follow me! Oh, I like went that, I like down that, on Mono 3. I like that Worf has that information. Yeah. That's like a little bit of a... Security information he should have. Yeah. like It just feels good that Worf is right about something. Yes, agreed. The Alliance is holding your men hostage, Commander Riker, not us. You can expect the ransom demand. The Alliance? 
are good friends. Our good friends are going to be upset when they realize we took their last... That guy looks familiar. I'm telling you, it's going to be disappointing. I can talk and to you about Are you both. saying to me that there is no Andy Secunda's claim to fame? Claim to fame. <laughs> well, there is one, but I didn't know him. So here's the thing. Wait, By the way. Are you saying that there can be an Andy Secunda's claim to fame without it being something that you specifically remember? Well, I guess, uh, as I understood you wanted me to use it, is that I'm using a claim to fame. Yeah, it's you. It's the world of, in the in Andy's brain, Let me finish. this person is most famous from what? I'm using a claim to fame when I remember it. Yes. Yes. So I had seen him in this, but I didn't remember it. Wow. Well, does it count? This is a tricky area. Should we go to the Andy's claim for fame umpire? Uh-huh. I don't have a I don't have a jingle for that. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> but the thing that I definitely saw him in that I didn't remember him from was Auto Man. Are you familiar with Auto Man? If you are not familiar oh, with Auto Man, oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's may have two, to. Ins- it's the it's the robot fighting. No, I think you're talking. Maybe there. I think there is a there is a uh, an anime thing called. Auto no, 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 no. I'm thinking of a live action thing, and I feel like Ernest Borgnine is in it. But anyway, what are you talking about? Auto Man, and I feel like we have to watch this for Patreon. It's, and it's only like six episodes. Oh, this is the guy that's a motorcycle. Uh, no, he's not a motorcycle. He is. He a is car. a. It's basically Tron in real life. It's a guy. Yes, a guy's program is brought to life and helps him fight crime. And then he has this awesome car that can make ninety degree turns. I remember. And he's that. got a bunch yeah. of Tron stuff. And I was just all the design and the concept of it. I was like, this is amazing. Who is looking it? back on it? It's the worst. Click on Auto Man. Who is in Auto Man? I know Desi Arnaz Jr. was the guy. That's that. right. And then the there other was someone one else. Was... Scroll down. Uh, Chuck Wagner. Chuck Wagner. Oh, sorry. Uh, Chuck Wagner. Was Auto Man. Heather Robert McNair. Lansley. Roxanne Caldwell. Desi Arnaz Jr. What a Gerald weird show. S. O'Loughlin. If you, uh, by the way, Boy. this is not, Andy, this is not what our podcast is for. What do you mean? This is not a place for you to rewatch Auto Man. But I want to. <laughs> then do it. I don't have time. <laughs> Okay, uh, so that is the thing that that guy is most famous from to you, because that is the project you have seen that he's in. I didn't. I don't even remember him from it. He's in Miss Congeniality too. He's in Burke's Law. He's in Saved by the Bell. The College Years. The Golden Girls. Knott's Landing. Two episodes of uh, Golden Girls. Yeah, he's just a journeyman actor. This guy. Interesting. Interesting. He, his face looks so familiar this to me. Holding your men hostage he does. Well, both him us. and and uh, and his name, by the way, is Don Meralt. Uh, Don, the guy who says, Good "Come with me," and they run down the hall together. T- at the, the jet, that just happened. Yes, yes, brought yes. them there. Yeah. No, yes. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I can I haven't looked wait, up the wait, other. Wait, wait, wait. The other this guy? guy. That guy I haven't looked up yet. Do you want me to look oh, him up? So this guy. That's the guy I've been talking about. From Otto. Okay. Yes. yes. So we are on the same page. The guy holding the the guy that is the leader of this faction. Yes. Is from Otto Man. Correct. Okie dokie. Wait a minute. We are the authorities. Andy. Who's Tansu? You're, you're is me that a guy getting... we meet later? Tansu is the hilarious engineer. <laughs> That's what I thought, but it mentions him. Yeah, there he is. Oh, we see him later. I see him. Yeah. The coalition, our cadre, runs this side of the city. The alliance controls the other side. Andy, you're going to love Tansu. He's very good. You know uh, what? He only blows up oh. the occasional ship. 
The other guy is uh, the guy who says, uh, possibly. He's in um, like a thousand episodes yeah. of Star Trek. Christopher Michael, and he's in, uh, in let's see, the Star Trek stuff. Consideration. Phasers are in short supply down here. A starship isn't going to miss a few. That is no better than a ransom demand. No matter what you give the Alliance, they'll eventually kill your crewmen anyway. With our help, at least there's a chance you'll get your men back alive. All I'm asking for is help in maintaining our defense. We are trying to keep the peace. Everything we've seen would indicate otherwise. <laughs> a oh prank. God. Our proximity. Fine. Maybe ER is what I remember him from. Plans prevent either side from doing any serious damage. X-Files, too. They warn us when an enemy is approaching. Then why do you need more phasers? The Alliance just discovered a large cache of weapons. I'm just trying to make things even, to preserve the peace. You keep using the word peace. We've heard a different version of life on Takana 4. Ancient history. Where did you hear that? A former crewman was born here. Where is he now? She was killed in the line of duty. Yeah, that's as good a way to die as any. As I said, ancient history. This is now, and your men are in trouble. But now what I'd like to do is, since we've had no contact with the Federation in six years and we've kind of been in a chaotic mess for a long time, let's check our records on the Federation flagship and its detailed crew roster to find out that Tasha Yar was on board. So That's crazy. the craziest part That's of this. That's insanity. That yeah. is like the one part of this plot where I'm like, mm, come on. That's a little too convenient. Yeah, because they're setting it up. This is the thing. Why not like, just have someone up. there know who Tasha is? They're setting, yeah, totally. Like they're setting it up as. Also, wouldn't I guess theoretically, they wouldn't know where she ended up, or when wouldn't she the left. sister kind of know? I don't they feel just like there's been any the contact. Sister. But like, yeah, if you're looking to close that loophole of like the convenience factor, oh god. But this is part of the convenience factor. That Best Star be Trek name. episode. That should be the name of the fucking episode. Um, the um, we'll return to the Enterprise. The main thing that. Let me just ask you this. Yeah. I think this is a prime directive question. This is a planet. It's a post-war civilization, so prime directive, you're okay to pop down there, do your thing. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it's a planet where it's a well-known fact that there are rape gangs on it. Do they not have some kind of obligation to step in as a human rights issue and well, it's and not take control of these people or help these I people or is do it in federation stuff? space? I don't know. I don't think it is. Oh, it's are the only planets that they can step in and help the ones that are. Yeah. So where is this? Not in Federation space. Could be an unclaimed space. Although, but you when know, they come it across, interesting though. It's but when Earth they come colony. across a planet like that, where it's like, yes, we murder our children here, then it's just like, no, well, they're not in Federation space. We can't do anything. Yeah, it's they can't interfere with the culture, even if it's post warp. Correct. Unless they're like gonna take that over is the culture, messed up. You know, it's 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 kind of um, the you do you of space. Ugh. You know what? You do you. Secunda would go in and save people whether they wanted it or not. You're just here for our desserts, Secunda. <laughs> well, I would also take the. I'm trying all the desserts <laughs> of all the planets. I'm trying to assimilate into your into your culture. I'm trying to learn about you people. I want everything there is to know about the Starship Enterprise. Okay, I'll Google it. You know our internet's very old. 
According to Hain, the Coalition and the Alliance raid each other for supplies, much of it non-essential. Why? A battle exercise. The defenses apparently prevent deep strikes into each other's territory. Miners. <laughs> deep strikes. <laughs> Measures nice. are all that's left. Coalition. Alliance. Strike zone. It all sounds so reasonable. But what you've described is the behavior of urban street thugs. I agree. Certainly. I agree, Captain Picard. A- Andy? Oh, am I not supposed to be talking in here? No, you're just, you're an extra. You're staring at this science station. Oh. What's, I'm sorry. Where did you learn how to act? Andy Scott School of Specific Acting. And your name is? Jack. No, your name is Andy Scott. <laughs> oh, Andy Scott. Because you said you were Andy. Sure. <laughs> and I was going to go, well, I don't know. Why? why Trade, when, I don't know how deep in the character you want to move. It was a lot of fun. I was having I a good time. Good. With them. We have to tell them something. No promises, no denials. No prisoners. Worf? <laughs> Whoops. No, Haynes' coalition. I mean, lots of prisoners. Worf? Nope. No. I, I didn't mean any of Worf. Just the ones I wanted to torture. We'll keep the door open. See where it leads us. Captain. Transmission coming in from Tarkana 4. On a secure channel. From a rape gang. Probably. I mean, that's all I know about down there. That's all Tasha would say. Enterprise. Commander Riker, would you introduce me to your captain? Also, would you like one of our brown captain leather jackets? I have some also, do you like the way I'm kind of doing a Shatner impression down here? I'm leaning on a console. You might like to meet. I've instructed our cameraman to punch in closer. <laughs> this is Ashara. Ashara Yar. Tasha was my sister. Tasha got, got the better end of that naming. Tasha Yar works much better than Ishara Yar. By the way, it's the kind of thing of like, I think they, they overplay the impact of this for everyone on the ship. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, it's Tasha's sister. Like, well, they were all very attached. Still a stranger and... It's like, I don't know. It's like, I just like, if someone came up to it's me certainly and was a like, trope that's been used a billion times, Andy's though. brother, I wouldn't go. <gasps> well, I think it's almost more for the audience than it is for the characters where it's kind of like, oh, she might be kind of like Tasha or she'll be similar to Tasha or we'll find out something about Tasha. I think that's what's sort of implied and why that's why it's an act break. Also seems like a weird time not to just have Denise Crosby come back and play her sister. That that was something that occurred to me too. Like, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't they? And then they could just work her back into the. Maybe they didn't want that. Well, I don't think they wanted to. Nor do I think Denise wanted to. But I think that like you, you think have even the by this point, Denise still hadn't felt like I did not make a great choice. <laughs> That's my Denise Denise Crosby impression. Who knows? I mean, Am I dead on be there? Very happy. I, I, look, I, I just think that it's. You get, you this is her. how many years she after she left. This she is, just was like she she does guess. This is three years after she left. Yeah, but she was just on last year and yesterday's Enterprise. Yeah, but she wanted. Why to Why don't come have back. her pop back in? I think she would have regretted it. By the now. enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, I know that. I've decided it's in my best interest to help you get your crewmen back with nothing from us in return. You could be forced into paying my adversary a ransom and weapons. I'll do anything I can to avoid that possibility. What do you propose? Ishara will be our liaison. I know Alliance territory. I can help you with a rescue plan. She even sounds like Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Like, I just want to, I just, I'm expecting her to say no fate, but what we make for ourselves. Was Linda Hamilton, forgive my ignorance, on um, 
Beauty and the Beast by this point? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She was on a veil. The George R. R. Martin classic. Did he create that? He was a writer on it. I don't hmm. know what level writer he was, but he was on there. Fake. We told a member of our crew was from the colony. All Hain had to do was to search through their database on Starfleet to find Tasha's name. Uh, Mr. Data, open a channel to Starfleet. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, hey, guys. Could we... Yeah. Uh, I Look, I'm... This is Starfleet. Yes, I'm uh, on the planet, uh, tell, tell whatever it's called, for... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you familiar with that planet? The one with the rape gang? Yes. Uh, do they have uh, detailed crew manifests oh, yes. of every Federation starship? Oh, certainly. Starship? We, we download it to every planet. Well, uh, about, uh, why? Up to the, the Gamma Quadrant. Sure. Uh, just to, you know, just to make sure everybody, you know, knows what we're about. And uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's uh-huh. kind of shortcuts conversations. Do you have specifics on, like... Um, I don't know, uh, crew deaths. Sure. Uh, okay. Uh, very detailed. Oh, very. We have uh, each crew member's weakness and oh. advantage. We have uh, our our, uh, our itinerary. <laughs> this seems, pardon my French, but uh, like a terrible idea. There's no French in that sentence. Understood. Uh, so if you could just stop doing that right now, I believe someone is using that information against us from this planet that has know. all of the rape gangs. Now, in retrospect, I can see why they would. Yeah. Uh, Picard out. All right. Uh, that was a little snark theater, guys. You got a little snark theater. We don't he's have a... Deceiving us and he's clearly... We don't have a jingle for that one. Us. As for the identity of the young woman, I can't really tell. Nevertheless, this is an option we cannot neglect. You can tell whether we'll people are dying. On other fronts as they present themselves. For now, let's see what she has to say. Open. Doesn't that look suspicious? I've decided to... Ex- Where they all turn back to the camera? Yeah, and they're all like... Mm. Should we just talk about this with our backs turned? <laughs> they can see us, right, Wolf? You just cut the audio? Yes, sir. Uh, well, great. Uh, so, guys, if we all turn at the exact same time, <laughs> it's going to look very, very cool. Proposal. Thank you. Good luck. You know the other thing that's helping the Linda Hamilton of it all? Her hair is done exactly the same as Linda Hamilton in Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Terminator, it's very curly. But in T2, it's very much like this. Oh, I think it's in Terminator it's the same. Let's see. I always remember it as curly. I could Before, be wrong. It is a ship of exploration. The first thing to do is to help you map the colony. This is a general grid of the tunnel system. I can fill in the specific details from memory. My orders are to escort you to the observation lounge. Please come with me. This is the lounge I bring everyone to, to be observed. Your sister never spoke... It's very... I would check out Linda Hamilton even... um, If this hair isn't... T1 oh. or T2, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton, yeah, it's really yeah, like I a, the right. perm, I remember. Yeah. But uh, this feels like maybe even like Beauty and the Beast, Linda Hamilton might have had that this That, I think, is it's what like I'm thinking. It's like there's just some something about That's this what I'm woman is of. so... I think it's Beauty and the Beast. It's not surprising. It is surprising to me. Tasha and I spent much time together. We had a number of conversations. closer. Ish, and that Did you have the sides, that one. the side pushed back. Yeah. Only to say that she was lucky to have escaped wasn't luck it was cowardice looks like they had a baby at some point on that show spoiler cowardice. alert I've never heard applied to tasha well if it's truly a curse 
right? Mm-hmm. That the beast looks like that. Yeah. And wouldn't the baby come out pretty normal? Because the baby didn't do anything? Well, the baby's not cursed. I yeah, assume the curse didn't change his DNA. <laughs> well, I, uh, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it? How does uh, a curse work? I feel like a curse is always just illusionary. I feel like the in Buffy, the, uh, the, the vampires were cursed, but it probably changed their DNA. Well, that's a vampire, Andy. That's different because you become a vampire just by being bitten by another vampire. Didn't he become a beast? By pissing off an old witch. Yeah, but the magic altered him, didn't it? Look, I don't know. I never watched that show a single time. <laughs> I didn't either. Uh, I just want to know if the if you know, write into us if you know if the beast sperm cells are the same. What happened in that show? <laughs> like, how did you stretch that out to all the? I understand he's in the sewers and she's in love with him and whatever. There's got to be some kind of romance, but like, well, is it also what a- is she in danger every episode? How are they stretching out those plots? Was it a curse? Did they open a detective agency in season two? <laughs> Do you want me to look it up? No. All right. So then someone will want us to watch it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching the pilot. Stop it, Andy. You can't just keep watching everything. Sure I can. Maybe that'll be my podcast. It is just that for a moment, the expression on your face looked like Linda Hamilton. Me of her. It's been 15 years. I don't even remember what she looked like. All right. A real sharp cut in the back. Weird thing to say, but okay. These are where people observe you. See, they're all turned looking at you. There you go. <laughs> that is the creepiest shot ever when well, they come in. Well, it's very much like the shot when they all turn back to the view screen. 100%. It's like... You know what it kind of looks like? It looks like they're about to go, surprise! <laughs> it's the. I think it's the difficulty of shooting a four, like in 4x3 with seven people to serve. I don't know. You've said that before. I feel like they could have framed this in a way that didn't look so weird. I don't know. You don't believe I'm Tasha's sister. Uh, LeVar, can you split the diff? Okay, put the weight on your left hip. There we go. Okay, now we can see everybody's face clearly. You're all looking very strange. Considered the possibility. Poor Gates is out of focus there. You can sample my DNA. Should have a different lens. They probably didn't have time. They're up against the clock. It's true. Yes, I will. (laughs) Sample our DNA. Uh, Even though I could just have... Chief O'Brien run an analysis of your transporter signal. Ooh, can you study and the DNA through that? Tasha's. Yeah, of course. Please sit down. Look, it's also the other thing. Wait, too. doesn't she say later that she can't be certain, absolutely certain? Yes, just for the f- story. Yeah. Like, you can spit in a tube now and I can be certain if someone's my sister. Yeah. 23. Should, and me. Should we do that, Matt, to see if we're brothers, Thank long you. lost brothers? I've done it. It's your turn. Oh, all right. Would you find out? Anything surprising? Perhaps it would help if you gave us some idea of what we're doing uh, with Arcana for. The last information describes a colony in almost complete disarray. We as the Federation ignored it. I am, uh, I think the most surprised, I was 9.87% West African. Huh. Yeah. And the majority was Iberian, you know, Spain, Cuba. A little bit of Native American. A little Native American? Yeah. Do they have a tribe? Did they? Oh, that, did they, did they narrow tribe, it to yeah. one? No. Oh, that's um, They can't do that? That's a shame. I don't know. I don't I don't think the DNA of a Navajo uh-huh. or like a Hope would be very different. I don't know. I don't know anything about DNA. Me either. Why am I talking like I do? 
I don't know. I just spit in a tube and they sent me a map. What made you do it? Almost 30 years ago, there were dozens of factions. Curiosity. Uh, And also Dory and I uh, wanted to make sure we weren't carriers for the same genetic disease. If we're going to have a baby, they make you take a DNA test. Oh. So like, you know, she's a carrier for CF. I'm not. What's CF? Cystic fibrosis. Oh. So, you know, it worked out. Sure. They fought until the city above ground was in ruins. You know what our our uh, French uh, our French uh, doctor who was doing the ultrasound yes. yesterday uh-huh. um, said French, so forgive the accent, but she goes she goes oh there's you know the gender yeah oh yep there's a peepee oh it's a big peepee <laughs> must take after Israeli father uh, Israeli. Uh, your Israeli father to Dory, uh-huh. uh, which was a weird, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's like on every level weird. Is uh, she Israeli? I think she was a French, French but... Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, <laughs> and then she goes, oh, big brain. Look at the brain. Oh, and you could see like the baby's legs. Uh-huh. Like it was crazy because you could see like the. All the f- like fingers and toes. Oh, this were is so already. exciting, Matt. And then she goes, she goes, oh look at his legs. He's ready to drive a European car. And I was like, what? What is what? What? <laughs> what? European car? What? What? Do you need longer legs to drive a European car? She mean? I don't know. Because a European car, like, you have to like stick like shift more. Or? Relax. Like he was like really stretched out there. He was moving around a little bit. I see. It's very strange, Shanty. But that's still exciting. Yes, and strange. Have you come up with a name yet? Andrew. That would be Secundus. Amazing. You know, I said that of in the, Myra. In the face group, there's someone who is pregnant, and I made a joke that I would be. I can't wait until little Andrew Secundus is born. If someone names someone after you, quite frankly, Secundus is a great name. We should great middle name. Retire. You're going to have to slip it past your loved one, though. That much we know. Coalition and the Alliance are all that's left. We were the two strongest factions. When the government couldn't stop the violence, they gave us police powers. And what we did with that powers was make matching leather jackets for everyone. We also stuffed these weird glowing things in our chest. The proximity detectors were originally designed by the government to keep us under control. Cool. Uh, (laughs) I could install a booster on the device that would relay its signals to the Enterprise. Then we could track them in from up here. Unfortunately, we don't know where the escape pod is. Level 3C, Section 547. This is also not not the fact that she knows. This is also super convenient that they have to get down to the pod in order to track the men. Can't they just scan from the surface? I know that they have an explanation, but it just seems a little questionable. Well, I mean, this is like, this is like Skyfall's plot here. How so? <laughs> like... In the sense of like, if you really start to analyze it too much, you're like, oh yeah, does he know that the train's coming at that exact moment? That he's oh, gonna sure. run down that hallway at that oh, exact that is, point? Does that's he, a tough. You sequence. know, it's like this, 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 this. Yeah. It's, it's too we much. Resources. Cool. Version. Transport a couple of photon grenades into the adjoining chamber. At minimum intensity, it wouldn't kill anybody, but it would shake them up a bit. I By like the way, that. I also enjoyed the fact that there are photon grenades I've never seen. That's great. I love that stuff. That's, Let's give us that's enough fine. time. We need to occupy them long enough for you to install the relay. 
Transport me into this corridor. My magnetic implant will set off the defense alarms. They'll think it's a raid by the coalition. Too dangerous. We've seen what those tunnels look like. You could. Captain, what if we released a big box of puppies down there? That'd be a pretty good distraction, right? They would have to pick them up and cuddle them. I mean, how could you not? And then while they're cuddling, we move on. <laughs> the cut off. But those puppies, well, we'll beam them back up. Nice. Warf- we high five right each other and we go to back up to the bridge. In any way possible, that doesn't mean as long as it's safe or convenient. This lady's got a dose time, of the Shelby's. With another plan, but you don't. No, this right lady's now. got a dose of the Sarah Connor. Oh, that's true. These things are killers. Like it's like I expect that guy to come in, the, the doctor that's in three of the movies. I'm your best option. She would have to be armed, sir. I'd like to discuss this with the captain. Take a shower down to see Dr. Crusher. Let me just say this. I like, by the way, that we don't see him have to discuss it with the captain. He just comes in and says, I've discussed it with the captain. I liked that. Yeah, that is a nice shortcut, writing-wise. Um, I-, I wonder if at some point they were thinking, you know what, maybe we will bring this lady in as, you know, because they kind of hint at it, and she's thinking about leaving, and I wonder if at some point... What do you mean? Like, in the story break, or like... If they were thinking, you know, maybe we should bring her on board and have another strong female character on the cast. No, I think this was always going to be a story about data learning not to trust everyone. And I think from I'm the not, get-go, I think it was Yeah, but even though that. she, even, I don't know. Ah, oh, Andy, what's happening? You're I'm not used to your stand. new table. What's matter? Are you okay? Uh, I don't know. You're my legs, bad back. I, just you gotta, need to, I need to stretch out a guys, little bit. Andy's never stood for a podcast. That's, I'm excited about this. True. What kind of energy is he going to have now? I'm about to start shouting at Matt, so I need to be standing. Um, uh, I guess I just feel like um, she's, uh, I think she's a great character. And I really would... Uh, I don't think she ever was considered to be brought in as a full-time member of the cast because this all is resolved they spend in a lot of time episode. on her back. But no, I understand that, but I wonder if that was a, a decision they were kind of floating around and thinking, yeah, maybe we'll bring her in. She's, they're talking about maybe she'll leave the planet, all this stuff. I don't know. I, I think really you're like getting this really sucked into the story in the way that Data did, Andy. I think that actually is true. You are really like fascinatingly getting sucked into the story. Well, I mean, putting aside the obvious thing that this 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 lady is Ovs hot AF. Um, I really like the character. Andy, there's a jingle that you need to play right oh, now. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> One second. Um, but I really think that the uh, I think that that. Uh, sh- I, th- I think she's uh, smart and independent, and um, and I mean the thing that I always do like. In, I don't think uh, here, she's that here's, smart. Here's the jingle you want me to play. Andy needs a girlfriend. True enough. You don't think she's that smart? She just came up with the plan. Oh Jesus! This is the problem. Oh, there is no bigger asshole. This is the problem. Is, no uh, is, the problem is like I no, thought I, I found a quick way to find. I don't uh, think she came up with the plan on her own. I think she was told what to do. Sure, I guess it was all by fake everybody plan. there. Right? No, I, no, no. She came up with this plan herself, except that the plan was a fake plan that they decided in advance, probably. To, unless she decided how to how to sort of turn everything to her advantage by on the fly coming up with this plan, and then she's even smarter because she has a, an ulterior motive and she figured out a way to s- Well, her solve plan it. is to always to get into that power grid, right? Right. So, whatever the case, I do feel like she's presented as smart, she's brave, she's a badass, and I think she's a all, lot of my issues she's with... all the things Tasha almost was. Exactly. Except, except she's sane and she's not bringing up rape gangs every 10 seconds. So, I think she would uh, have been a great addition to the... 
I would not personally want her on the show. Well, of course, because, because she's she, got conflict. And well, not only does she have conflict, but she's uh, a not in Starfleet. B, she'd have to go to the academy. She had to apply well, to the academy. This is also probably why I liked. Well, they're they're constantly adding people to you know Wesley and everybody that before they've gone through the academy. They're not constantly. Wesley is it. There's somebody else I seem to remember. You're thinking of all the Maquis people on the... Yeah, the Maquis people, which is probably what I was going to say. It was like, that's, that's probably why I, like, why I like Voyager, because it's it's a bunch of people with bad attitudes having to work together, and why I like you remember Rowe. You remember Voyager very differently than me. What do you mean? Like, there's a little bit of the Maquis of it Eventually, all, but like, you, you're painting they, it like that was a through line throughout the whole show. They don't have enough. It's more at the beginning. That's true. They don't have enough. That's what bothers It goes me. away. That's what bothered Ron D. Moore, too. That's why he went off and made Battlestar. But I do like, that's why I like Ensign Rowe. I basically like, <laughs> like all the attractive characters that would probably be terrible in a relationship, <laughs> which indicates some of my choices historically in relationships. Andy, I think you don't really have to watch the show wondering if you would date the guest star's character. I, I don't yeah, have to, but yourself I enjoy it. Release yourself. Uh, why? Because, yeah, you know. It's a fun She's side game. She's obviously very committed to the Alliance. Uh-huh. And I think that it would be too much to also commit to Andy. Well, that doesn't mean there could be, you know, uh, a fun subplot. I don't know. It's, it's pretty clear she wants to die for the Alliance. <laughs> you have Tasha's DNA on file? Yes, I keep it in a file that I then send to every planet in the system. This computer does. There's always some differentiation between her, Sonomic chromosomes. Was her hair the style of the times? Who's this? Ishara's? Or was that... I mean, it's. I think they all sort of it's end kind of up being the style of yeah. the time. I mean, this is very much like uh, Ashara's haircut is very much like you would see in a in a in a if you walked into a salon in 1990. You know that book of haircuts. That they have? is what it feels it's like. like. That's right there. Yeah, that's right there. It's like, am I Trey chic enough? Yeah, to pull that haircut off. Sure. And the answer, of course, is I am not. But she is. Sure. Looks lovely. I like that uh, Beverly's got the hair up on the on the Chris. thing there, clipped in there. She's got a trying to keep up with the Joneses. That wasn't too bad. I like that uh, Data's hair still is exactly so the same. All that's left of my sister <laughs> is a file in a computer. I also have a hologram. Tasha exists in our memories as well. And I have a hologram. Also, I could take you to the holodeck and play that last message for her. Oh yeah. You know, we could just go go to the holodeck right now. I could show you Tasha if you wanted to. How did she die? Lieutenant Yar was Big killed on Vega 2 by a malevolent entity. Armis. in the house! <laughs> no. She was killed as a demonstration of the creature's power, without provocation. Uh, I'm not going to play it because it's very loud, but I will say this first phaser fight yeah. is the best phaser fight we've seen on Star Trek so far. It's a pretty great one. There was like good choreography. You know what's happening. You can like understand the geography of it. And the, I do like the fact that when their people are getting knocked down while they're firing a phaser, the beam goes up straight. Here's my only question: People are flying backwards when they're hit by the phasers. That seems uh, dumb. You know, maybe uh, you, 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 you're just shocked. You get stunned and like it tweaks a certain muscle in your quad, causes you to go backwards. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even play it. It's not worth it. All right. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think I really uh, explained it. You at all. fixed it a little bit. <laughs> uh, these proximity alarms are going bananas. I liked that. Why? She got hit. 
Yeah. She falls back. Oh, yeah, that's true. Phaser I didn't even notice that. Still goes really? up, cuts into the wall. Is it... What, wait, what is it reflecting off of? It's cutting into the wall. You're seeing the beam. Oh, her beam. Her beam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like... You just don't... You, they never really show that. Yeah, you're right. Probably because they don't really want to pay for the optical effect. It's true. Riker kicking some ass. Get us out of here. Energizing. <laughs> that nod from LaForge was like, you owe me ten bucks. Love about the nod from Worf where he's totally frustrated. I think he's frustrated because he, he he feels like he should have been the one to go. Yeah. Uh, and he should have, he probably would have been like, look, uh, she'd be standing on her own two feet if I went. Oh, Told you guys. So. Yeah. I would have saved her. Ugh, this is what happens. This is what happens when you send a commander to do my job. By the way, in the um, in Star Trek 365, uh, they have a picture of her in that position yeah. being held by the director. To show Frakes how to do it? To show Frakes how to do it? I find that a little questionable. <laughs> oh, wait, I have to hold her and show you exactly how to hold her. That seems a little bit odd. <laughs> I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's also like... You can't explain that yeah, with that's words. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's possible that he just wanted the photo op. And also, that I would, that you I would can't like, understand. You but. can't like, I mean, I would jump into Frakes' arms and say, hold me. Sure. This is how you would do it. Of course. What do you think of this scene? Which, by the way, I think is odd that it happens in Picard's uh, quarters. The scene between Riker and... Uh, and, uh, is that established? Or is it just they should happen to shoot it there? What do you mean? The next scene here, this is in Picard's quarters in his own home. I don't, I don't remember what scene this is. When he is told, well, I just guess Andy, find bit. out. Here's what the scene is. How was she? No come. He just walks right in. The Picard's is it possible? Ribs. Is it possible? Be all right. We it, we heard it before it starts. Maybe. Doctor Crusher just called me with the result of the Very. DNA comparison. Ishara is Tasha's sister. After what she did for us down there, that doesn't surprise me one bit. You took some unnecessary personal risks, number one. We lost Tasha on an away team under my command. The thought of the same thing happening to her sister. It's an emotional response, Will. We can't afford it. Understood. Commander? Well done. I really like this scene. I would have flipped that. I would have had him you say that's done an, well? No, I would have said that's an emotional response, Commander. We can't afford that. Walking out. Will? Good job. I would have gone personal on the good job. And businessy on the commander because he addresses him as will in the sentence where he says that's an emotional response will and we can't afford that oh that's valid and then when he's walking out he's saying commander sure. good job i would have gone will that's good reasonable. job and i think the smile would have been 16 percent bigger 
because of Andy's theory. <laughs> he uh, he loves me. <laughs> he called me Will. Nonetheless, that's not a necessary story scene, and I really like it. Isn't it though? Now are you sort of painting? You have to paint painting that she's had an effect the on these biggest people. Characters, the two characters that have this arc are yeah. Data and and Riker. So you have an arc? Yeah, because he's in that scene with Data in the poker scene, and he yeah. ends with 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 Data telling, yeah, but what's telling changed Data for, how he... What's changed for Will at the end? Well, at the end, he's like, I also was tricked, you know, and uh-huh. he's teaching Data about trust, right? So in this, you have to show him trusting her, because uh-huh. he's really side-eyeing her at the very beginning. Right. And then at the end, he wants to, like, take her to Federation prison... Right. Not even send her back. Yeah, like that's his arc, right? I think if that scene were between Chief O'Brien and um, Barkley, that'd be weird. Like, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> the muscles around the area will be weak for a day or two, but you shouldn't feel any pain. Thank you, Doctor. Hi, I'm the captain. Shara, I wanted to thank you personally for what you did for us down on the colony. It was more than I expected. I don't run away when things get tough, like some people. Are you talking about me? Like I, I have to stay on the ship, you know. I, <laughs> oh, a, oh, your sister. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Well, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Let me tell you about your sister. She decided to I be in Pet Cemetery. So she left us. Her way through a Cornelian minefield to reach a wounded colonist. Her ship had responded to their distress call, as had mine. When it was all over, I requested that she be assigned to the Enterprise. Her ship's captain owed me a favor. So is she in Starfleet when that happened? Yeah. Okay. In the months that followed, she never once failed to put the safety of the crew before her own. And she died doing the same. I don't know if that so last act was doing that. I think you would have been proud of her. What? With Armis, does that... No, he says the last... She died doing the same. He says the first time yeah. I saw her, right? right? Because I, when I was watching this, I heard him say the last time I saw her. Uh-huh. But then he goes on to describe a story about the first time he saw her. I'm saying that last thing she said she died doing the same which was giving her life for the other people but did she was she going after Armis when it no happened? it was very senseless yes. right. she of you this lands on her it sure does Did Tasha have many friends here? I think someone in the face group pointed out this yes. is a very seven of ninety she outfit. She was especially close to Commander Riker and Lieutenant Worf. Um, and too much. She does have that blue and gray one. Mm. To later. Are you able to have friends? <laughs> Love that question. Yes. <laughs> Can you eat? But you don't have feelings, do you? Not as such. However, even among humans. Friendship is sometimes less an emotional response and more a sense of familiarity. Cool. You can become used to someone. Exactly. As I experience certain sensory input patterns, my mental pathways become accustomed to them. The input is eventually anticipated and even 
missed when absent. So, I mean, isn't to miss something a feeling? Yeah. A hundred percent. Again, I think it's not that Data's fucking with everybody. I just think that, that, that there's a wall in his programming that isn't there, uh-huh. which is he does not understand how to interpret his emotions, but he has them. To me, this episode... Uh, and I don't, I don't know what yeah, the general perspective. Beyond his programming, right? I guess, I guess that's the argument. But to me, this is this this episode is is the clearest one yet. That's like, oh, I don't even know why we're talking about it. He's got emotions, without question. He has emotions. Like that's that that monologue right there says it. He misses the feedback. It's he's not saying he identifies it. He's no, saying he's he saying misses it. And misses it when it's absent. Yeah. He has emotions. Like my sister. Is something... But if I, to miss something, I feel like is an emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, so I guess you're right. I guess he's been programmed to think he doesn't have emotions. Unless, as you're sort of saying, that he's grown the emotions and that was the intention. Yeah. I think that like the pathways are sort of writing themselves as as he grows. That's actually a really good way to... More time I'm around sure humans. Because, I mean, even if you think about it, too, it's like... He's he's one way in, in when we first meet him, right? You know, and then as he gets more and more through this 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 journey with these people, he seems to be a little bit more of a baby. That's right. Like your sister. They've been moved so far underground; it's been difficult to pinpoint their signatures. But the men are here. Next to one of the Alliance headquarters. I can't even imagine how long that took them to build that. That's what I was thinking. Granite. Really good CG for the time. About two kilometers of solid granite above their heads. So much for the transporters. Well, not necessarily. You know as well as I do, Jordy, that the transporters can only do one kilometer of solid granite. <laughs> Use the ship's face. Who cares? Cut a shaft through the bedrock to this storage tunnel here. The clear path through the rock, we'd be able to transport down through the tunnel. What's stronger, Andy? Uh-huh. Two kilometers of granite. Okay. Or the or Hulk. the hull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close. Or the hull and and uh, of a bunch of starships. Because they can, like, site-to-site transport people into the center of starships. No problem. Well, this is the other thing I was they curious about is, like... Yeah. Like, what are they... They're transporting through things, aren't they? So, to cut a hole in it... Like, once you cut a hole in it, can you... Scan through the hole. You can only scan directly into the hole. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, and that's an excellent question. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're turning into a trekkie. Thank you. Have to get to the crewman. Live long at pop sir. Oh, you and live long at pop pop tarts. Uh, you are being a regular IG seventy seven. To refit the ship's phasers for the maze. Who I did not know was a bounty hunter. Sure. IG eighty eight. I didn't know he was a bounty hunter. Oh yeah, he's standing there with the bounty hunters. And in that Empire Strikes Back, that is true. What do you think he was just ha- amongst them? Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I always just sort of thought he was like a Cloud City janitor <laughs> who was like, "This is awkward." Oh, I. This is awkward. I shouldn't be standing. I really should go. <laughs> I, I just here to bring you guys some snacks. What's that? No. Well, I. Why would they make an action figure of me? I'm just a janitor. That's what I thought it was. That's 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 an indicator of the brilliance of Star Wars to me. That it's this implied, this implied like rogues gallery of like, and one of them is a really tall robot, and one of them's a guy that's whatever. And Andy, what is your, 
on a secunda excitement scale. Okay. Let's say uh, your your secunda excitement scale goes from one to one hundred. Okay. So it's very different. It's not the Andes. It's not the Andes. I appreciate this. Uh, so you have more play between it. Okay. And this will drive Brad Arrington crazy, but yes. This is not something that should be ranked. <laughs> this is side discussion. Oh, it will be. Uh, so on the secunda excitement scale. Okay. Well, how many secundas would you give a, a hot, uh, fresh DeFara's pepperoni pizza? Uh-huh. What is that? What is that on the secunda? If that came in right now, what would your secunda excitement scale be? Well, you got to take into account that we're on the West Coast. So. No, no, no. This is somehow we've figured out a way to we, we it's been beamed here, right? And it is. But I mean, no, I'm saying it's exciting on the, because because we're on the West Coast, that would be upped because I'm like, I didn't. There's no way I could get it here. Yes. Okay. All right. So your secunda on the secunda scale of excitement. Oh, man, that would be real close to 100. I, well, I was trying to think. You're of saying like, in terms of every other. I'm trying sensor, to think of like the most every other exciting, food input or a, any input. I think sensory input just entirely. I think like that's sort of what I'm. I'm just trying to like gauge for you. It would probably be in the the low 90s. Low 90s. Right. Okay. Yes. So. And then, like, your secunda excitement scale uh, when your alarm goes off and you have to go to work. Oh, Jesus. That would be negative. Slow, right? You don't yeah. want to do that. No. You, you can't go negative. The scale will okay. only, only go to Oh, zero. okay. Well, I didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that, but yes. Uh, okay. So, like, everything below 50 is sort of in the bads. Well, I think, you know. Or in the 30s? Or below 30? I don't know. I think your secunda excitement scale should start at, should start at zero. Uh-huh. And I think... Anything above a, I think you're not excited about anything below twenty. Shouldn't it just be in the middle? No. Well, so like a, a but the middle should be like, like fifty. Forget is it. Fifty is like neutral? fifty is you're neutral about it. Yeah. So yes, okay. Secunda scale, guys. This is a new scale. We're inventing it right now. Okay. I want to know. All right. Secunda scale of excitement. Okay. For. John Favreau's Mandalorian television show. Uh. <sighs> you know, you just watched you just watched the man start the Marvel Cinematic Universe over on the Patreon. I did. You uh, and I agree. They did a great job with that. Uh, I but guess then, a seventy. You, know, you also saw Chef. A seventy. I think that he's going to be. I think he's going to seventy is much higher than I thought your excitement I, well, would be. I think actually you're bringing up Iron Man is really apropos because I think that a lot of sand. Yeah. Favreau is good at taking a property and uh, and kind of you know doing it some justice. Hmm. I think. Yeah. And I think he'll have a different in a way. That's what these bounty hunters are out for. And a different <laughs> a different assignment than he would if it was his own pet project. Yeah. So you're at a seventy for that. Yes. What was your? What would your? What is your? What is the Andy Secunda? Sorry, I think I've I have to forgotten. reevaluate this as we get into more examples. Yeah, of yeah, this. we are. Yeah, of course, right. this is a fluid scale, guys. Yeah. Uh, what is the Andy uh, Secunda uh, excitement scale? What did uh, they call it originally? I don't remember. Andy Secunda's scale. Of ex- I don't even know what it was. Whatever it is, the yes. scale that we're all understanding. Yes. Um. What is the number for you for the Captain Picard series? 85. Oh, 
so you're a little more excited about the Picard series. Well, I know that. By the way, what the fuck are we going to do when that drops? Because we won't be done with this. Well, unless they're having. You're going to need to know everything. Unless they're having. Oh. We're two years out from finishing. Am I not allowed to watch it? We have to. I don't know. This is you. You're the. Because I I worry what. If you watch that, you're going to ask me nine billion questions about spoilers. That is true. Because it's 20 years in post nemesis. Man, we have to, don't we? We have to. Well, I can. I think we just have to. You're gonna break the. Can. It's a real rough situation because think I'm about so. It. I know. I'm such a completist, yeah. but I'm just. I'm just gonna have to hope that they don't ruin anything too involved. Do we just take a month out of our lives, shut down everything, and record the rest of these episodes? Uh, I think you know that they would love that. These well, they still of ours. be released once a week. They wouldn't get them any fucking sooner. <laughs> oh, this is, they recorded this before there was an apocalypse. That's interesting. <laughs> so you're an 85 for that and a 70 for The Mandalorian. It's just going to have to be proven to Did me. Did you that... like Boba Fett? Were you like a Boba Fett fan? I was excited were about you... Boba Fett. I, I thought he was really cool, but I, I don't think I was obsessed with him the way other people were. Yeah, I was always just like, I don't get it. Why is everyone obsessed with this seemingly terrible bounty hunter? I was well, yes, certainly. It's, you know, what, you know what it is? It's because you you know the the he source cool. of it is is that he came out in the Christmas special. I am well aware. Well aware. And his figure came out before Empire Strikes Back, and so all that stuff was just like, oh my god, this guy is the look at this guy, the coolest armor, the greatest. It's really a triumph of design more he's than the, anything else. He's the the porg of his time. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in that section before they took it over. There are blind tunnels and dead ends that don't even show up on this map. But it was a very good coffee shop. We do not have much choice. <laughs> it wasn't for my implants setting off all the alarms. I could guide you to your men. <laughs> this is ham-fistedly so delivered sure. in a way that uh, you get it on the second viewing. Yes, but like that's it, only that because we know that, that didn't trip on my brain yeah, right, when I was yeah. watching this. Which you could argue is a good acting choice. I agree. Yeah. We could remove the implant. No, it has a micro-explosive inside. By the way, I never covered it. Uh, this is uh, Beth Toussaint. And um, she was in Scream 3, Red Eye. There's, there was nothing that, that tripped me up. She was in a... She was in a tear... See if anything. She's in Melrose Place in an episode. Matlock. Um, she's in a MacGyver. She's in a Cheers. Do you remember this? Rat Girl. Rat Girl. I don't remember. Not off the top of my head. Ninety one. That'd be season ten. In seventeen episodes of Dallas. Never watched it. Sure. Dead Heat. Scroll back up to the later uh, period of uh, her. Keep going. Keep going. Babylon she 5. was in a bunch of episodes of something. Young and the Restless. Oh. Nine episodes on Young and the Restless. Any day now, Martial Law. Savannah. Oh, she was only a I female. I remember that show, Savannah. It was, uh, yeah, vaguely. I think my mother liked it. 34 episodes. And guess who will be telling us if my mother liked it? Your mother? That's correct. She used to watch uh, Savannah and China Beach, I throw in at the same. In the same. <laughs> Savannah, China Beach, and Sisters are the same show to me. I can tell you I will not watch China Beach for the Patreon. When you join a She was in Man uh, and Machine. That was about uh, you for life. another crazy show, I think, about a, 
a girl cyborg and, and a guy or an android. I don't remember. Let's find out. The explosive could possibly be disarmed at the same time. <laughs> a man and removed. machine. <laughs> what is this? What is what is Riker's look here? In the near future, Cop Bobby Man is teamed with a voluptuous robot partner, Sergeant Eve Edison. <laughs> In he's what a, year is it? Do they say he's a brash, wise-cracking maverick? Just she's the a serious, future. naive, by-the-book robot. Um, it was 1992. Oh my god! There's a little tiny part of me that kind of wants to contact the De Laurentiis's and Dick Wolf and see, see if, if we can reboot it. All at all interested in sure? Let's do it. Using that property again, man, and it's two ends. Man Wait, his name is Man. I figured it out. You, you couldn't come up with a better pun than that. Do you think this ever gets to Dick Wolf's desk that these two writers want to bring back Man and Machine? Or do you think that Dick Wolf's like, all right, go ahead. I guess that would be a great way to get to Dick Wolf. Why do we need to get to Dick Wolf in the first place? I don't know. It'd be fun. <laughs> Man a machine. What? A, that, but like, I'm interested in the wise could we cracking do a, cop of. Could we do a comedic version of it? Well, I think it is. That's what we're saying, right? We're saying we're pitching him a comedic version of Man and uh, Machine. Yes. Yeah, I'm into it. Let's do it. I mean, that just seems like why not? Why not have that show exist? If anybody out there knows Dick Wolf, we're coming for him. I love how we're doing it this way instead of picking up the phone, literally calling our agents and saying, we want to do this. <laughs> well, I think Check into the if rights. you really want to do this, that's what we should do. I kind of want to do it. I'm up for it. Let's do it. You guys were here when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> how many, how many episodes were there? Selfish, Five DVDs must have run for at least a season. Uh, there were nine episodes. Oh, why is it on five DVDs? Oh, wait. Five DVDs. I, I thought I read that somewhere. It's a, on oh, your you're page. Right. It's a five DVD set. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Wait. Am I reading this wrong? We put these nine episodes on five discs. One, two are on disc one. Three, four, five are on disc two. Six is on disc three. Seven is on disc four. <laughs> yeah, and just... eight and nine are on disc five. Why, Dick Wolf? There's nine I don't episodes know. of it. It's totally weird. Maybe there are a lot of extras. Is Dick Wolf talking about it? Hi, I'm Dick Wolf. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Man and Machine. You know, when I first thought of a wisecracking cop and a robot partner, people told me, Dick, you're crazy. And I said, no, I'm hungry. Like the wolf. S.E. Patha Merkelson is in it, who was in, uh, I think, a later... Uh, Dick Wolf, one of the law and orders. One of the orders. Kristen Davis was in this. Sure. A lot of people that went on to stuff. I always thought. Hey, Dick Wolf knows how to cast people. He sure does. I was weak for doing that. But it's like so amazing to me that it's a De Laurentiis situation too. Yeah. Like to dig up. That's going to be interesting. What do you think of this ten forward scene? Maybe I was wrong. Maybe, maybe she made the right choice. I liked it. The only thing that bumped me about it was that Data was acting so clearly like emotional, emotionally. Yeah. To 
be close to someone without always having to protect your back. Also, we have this bar where you can get anything for free. Ample. <laughs> I hardly even know you, Data, but already I completely trust you. I. Because I'm a robot that can't lie. Next scene. Yep. Shara is willing to have the implant removed, sir. Good. Inform Dr. Crusher. She has also expressed a desire to leave the colony. She hopes to apply to the Academy and eventually join Starfleet. <laughs> Troy's like, what? why am I sensing emotion from Data? <laughs> Does she understand the magnitude of these decisions? She claims to, Captain. I get a sense of ambiguity from her. Her loyalties are clearly divided, Captain. You're suggesting we should deny her an escape from this environment? No. I'm just not sure she wants to escape. It's the only way of life she's ever known. This is virtually the only time on record that I can remember where where Troy is employed to sense the duplicity of someone. <laughs> and and she verbalizes it accurately. I think we're I think it's be, the beauty of it happening here is because it's a human. What do you mean? Like, usually it's, you know, some dubious, weird alien uh-huh. with, like, a weird tattoo on their side of their head that, that lets us know they're not humans. <laughs> right. But in this, it's a human, and she's half human, and, like, I feel like, ha- I think, I feel like Troy, having spent so much time around humans, she is written to be able to figure out humans much easier than other species. I don't know. I just feel like they don't find enough occasions to because, her to do it because then it will destroy the plot. And what's interesting about this is rarely she tells human. them that she's being duplicitous and they still are all sort of swept away. It's rarely another human, though. Um, I don't know. Like if you think They don't explain it that way ever, right? No, no. This is... It this didn't is, make sense and Matt fixed it. Sure. That's all. I don't know if you're fixing it Ready? well enough. And when it's beta Zeds, they have powers as well, so they're blocking her. <laughs> But it is her decision to make, not ours. Mr. Data, proceed with the mission as planned. But uh, make sure you get her a very nice uh, phaser holster that matches her outfit. <laughs> Data. That is the weirdest thing, by yes, the way. When she's walking down the hall and she has so a phaser holster. Oh, that's the best thing. It's so weird that it's blue they didn't just give her a fucking phaser holster they were right. like what, what color is that what color did you pick seven three four nine seven pick four well, five they could replicate anything she needed it's just silly it's silly curious we must free the crewman she appears to be our best hope of doing so in addition i've become used to her crazy I like the I like the idea that it's just a progression of his program. Sure. That makes it make more sense to me. Thank you, Data. You are welcome. Doctor Crusher is expecting you. It's so funny that the second that he can feel emotions, he's fucked with. It's all so different. To what are you referring? On the colony, nobody does anything for anyone else unless they have something to gain from it. 
Well, we do. We're going to get the crew members. Your continued presence on the ship. Is something wrong? I have to tell Hayne and the others. I owe it to them. Guess I ought to get it over with. If you desire privacy, you may use the observation lounge. Our records on this ship were beautiful. This android doesn't understand lying. That would probably make things... Like, I feel like they knew about data from the records that they found about Natasha, like all these Starfleet records that they somehow have on their computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, this is going to be your way in. Yeah. This robot. This robot was obsessed with Tasha, according to these records. You keep it data. So you won't forget me. It'll also blow up in your face. Have you reconsidered your decision to stay with us? No. Just in case something goes wrong down there. It's the next scene. I understand you wish to join Starfleet. It's crazy to me. They have her with a blue, perfectly matching belt with a blue phaser holster. Yes, we've replicated the civilian phaser holster, and she's good to go. All right, but does the belt match, number one? It does, sir. Mr. LaForge. Phaser's in alignment and ready to fire. Pew, 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 pew. One. Do we do we pass the thing where Data flipping his phaser back onto his belt? Is that no, not yet. That's after she goes uh, down. That's my favorite part in the whole episode. He does that a lot. That Data guy. I've never seen it before, and it is cool. Might be the first time, I believe. Oh my gosh, Data! If you watch Data, like gunslinger. If you watch Data, if you watch Brent Spiner, yeah, he does a lot of little touches that are just sort of like you just don't notice yeah. until you're you know I noticed it but this you notice immediately because it's fucking awesome are you certain also very silly and not the most efficient way to do that <laughs> pew pew <laughs> by the way that smart guy, guard that guy yeah really he should be celebrated. He should. He should get. He should get Chewie's medal. She knows just where to perfectly blow the screws off that panel. She's a smarty pants. Also, why not just put the phaser on overload and blow it up? Then she wouldn't have a, a blue phaser to match her outfit. No, the phaser's not blue, Andy. It's no, just the holster. What are you doing? The fusion generator is overloading. You are attempting to disable the defense system. For what reason? We have rescued the crewmen. I don't care about your crewmen. We have 3,000 troops waiting at the perimeter. When the defenses go down, they'll come in. The Alliance will fall. I don't know why she tells him her plan. The Federation will be responsible for the resulting deaths. I cannot allow that. You don't have a choice. She still has a scar. I don't want to kill you, Data. But I will. Act break. Act break. Both be destroyed by the explosion. The Coalition's been all I've had for 15 years. 
They've given me a life. I don't mind dying for them. But you won't have to if you just get out of here now. See, she cares. She sounds like she sounds like Linda Hamilton. This deep into Alliance territory without your help. Our help was not deliberate. You deceived us. What's the difference? You got what you came for. Why do you care about what we do? Your friendship with me was part of the deception, was it not? You misled me at each step, and yet Data is trying to process all of this right. rather than trying to shut down the generator. Well, I guess he has confidence he can shut down the generator. But it's also like, shouldn't you be worried about shutting down the generator first? It does seem so. I was completely unaware. That doesn't matter now. None of it does. Now get out of here, Data, please. Maybe he's also testing her to see if she's really going to shoot him. If you're not wearing sunscreen, SPF, what is the line in T2? You're going to have a real bad fucking day. August 29th, 1997. Judgment Day. Sounds like a terrible line, though. Well, it's not a great line. I will say that. Do you like the way it did? I love that he ducks. It's great. He doesn't duck. He just sidesteps it. There you go. So cool. And he got the whole flippity flip. Disabling the detection system so our forces could attack. Set to kill. If she had fired this at you. But she didn't fire it, so who cares whether it was set to kill? Yeah, she did fire it at him. Oh, yeah, she and did. And he moved. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. And she ran around killing our people. She killed all her people. Our, our people who were there. I love the way that Worf, like, takes her into the principal's office. Like, brings her on the bridge and points to where to stand. We have taken her matching holster, sir. It's a little bit of the opening theme playing there, and there's a uh, McCormick sitting there. The and Helm. It was a Being obtrusive. Andy said an I should turn my head to the left every time I hit a button. Ishara, how you hurt? Now, when you're sitting at Helm and you're right in the foreground, what you want to do is kind of tilt your head back and forth, really draw a little attention to yourself, well, let them know you're at Helm. But shouldn't you want to just let the actors who are speaking have no. a lot of the attention? No. I won't be distracting? No, I mean, it will be distracting. That's the whole point. You really want to oh, okay. be remembered as, I was at Helm. This is the scene where they cut to uh, in the uh, inside the actor's studio and people are nodding. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Her yeah. You're in no position to dictate to anybody. She attacked two Federation officers. You have no jurisdiction here. Don't talk about legal rights. Your jurisdiction is based entirely on the threat of violence. You have your crewmen back. Isn't that enough? What do you know about... Picard's like, shut up. It's a great look. Escort Ishara to the transporter room. Thank you. (laughs) They should recycle that wharf look all the time. Where he's just stunned. uh, Surprised. It's it's everything you want. It's hilarious. I'm just trying to make... Close the channel. To preserve the peace. I love I love ice cold data here. That was the closest thing to friendship I've ever had. That means anything to you. Energize. (laughs) 
made me think of how really hurt how awkward it must be for O'Brien. He's always around for these goodbyes. That's really between true. everyone. He could write a tell-all. He's like, oh boy, another bad date. <laughs> <laughs> And then this is the arc. This is where we land it. In all trust, there is the possibility of betrayal. I'm not sure you were prepared for that. Were you prepared, sir? I wasn't. Then I turned on the green lights. (laughs) It's very green in there. Then it is better not to trust. Without trust, there's no friendship, no closeness. None of the emotional bonds that make us who we are. And yet you put yourself at risk. Every single time. Perhaps I am fortunate, sir, to be spared the emotional consequences. Perhaps. First officer's log. Data is again not understanding that he has emotion. <laughs> Why would he look at the thing? Oh, he's caressing he had it. Emotion. He's caressing it. Yeah. It's to show that he's. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, program. how does he not know? I guess he's just he's been he he's been programmed to think that he's an emotionless. Only what he uh, wants to know, sure. or what uh, they want him to know. Or what Soong wants him to know? I would like. Andy, I would like to have heard Soong speak to this more. Get us out of here with the, the with the with the NBC, of course. Do 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 do. It's the NBC. It's the NBC. Only Matt and Andy know what's gonna be. Up. All right. Huh. Who's pretty easy. Data. Riker. Data. What does Data do? Riker saves her life. Riker saves her life. And Riker, Riker saves, saves Data's life. life. Riker uh, uh, does uh, that cool car trick. That's going to be worth something. Data flips his holster, his gun around into his holster real cool. Oh, that's true. He does. He really does. Uh, Riker leads the away team mission that successfully gets the two crewmen back. Yeah. Um, and he teaches Data a little bit about trust at the end. I really honestly think there's little doubt in my mind. Matt, I'm in agreement. Wow. Or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. Hey, Andy. Matt. I'm going to ask you first. What do you think of this episode? What do you, uh, I know you like some of it. You like uh, the performances. You like the theme. Uh, what's going on? You know, I was instinctively going to go to the same score that I gave uh, John Favreau's um, future television. That would be 70 Andes, which would be the highest ranked anything ever. <laughs> this is a different scale. And then I realized, that's not fair. <laughs> um, there's no way that this is this is 60 Andes better than uh, Best of Both Worlds. Sure. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then, you know, so I was going to give it a 7, but I kind of in re- just because uh, I really like the Ashara character. I really like the planet the, with the different factions, I like the fight scenes. I like that they really handily 
unravel the thing. I mean, you kind of know that she's gonna she's gonna be a little duplicitous the whole time anyway. I mainly because Troy tells us, and also like it's set up from the right first words out of everybody. But I mouth. like that characterization and the progression of both Data and her in the episode. So, but there is something that's not quite amazing about this episode. It feels like once you're in the sevens, then you're into the amazing area. That's interesting. Um, so I guess I would say six or six point five. I'm going to say six point five. That's uh, that's pretty much right where I am on this episode. But and I will say why it is on my scale a little higher than probably even you thought and I thought honestly because I remember this episode very differently in that I watched it and didn't I rarely rewatched this episode um, but I do. I like the story that's trying to be told here about data. Right. I like that a lot. I like the focus the way, on data and that the last scene with him and Riker, just the the acting and the subtlety and the it's just can you imagine that scene in anywhere in the first like two seasons? No. Just the the level of, of craft on every level. Yeah, I think a lot of the speeches are good here. I think a lot of the lessons are good. I think a Frank's lot of Frank's really the, subtle in that scene. Yeah, and also I honestly I think Brent Spiner hits it out of the park with what he is doing in this episode, particularly I think in the in the transporter scene. I guess they just after a while they couldn't have people speak to it. They could only have him you know, have them say things like, like, uh, Riker does, what does he say? Perhaps. But, uh, but it does, it does feel like, you know, they have then like Troy basically saying, Hey, Data, what's going on? How are you feeling? But I, I guess I want more direct conversation about it. And I want to ask you a second question and find out if we get to it. But I guess we'll find out. Just like where people are going, Hey, Data, you clearly are feeling emotion here. What's going on? I don't think he's ever directly asked that. Yeah. Well, I guess it's rude. Um, yeah. So that being all that being said, it's yes. It's a, for me. I think it's a six. It's a six. I cannot six. go as high as going a six point five. All right, it's there a you six. go. I think it's a six, Andy, because you know once we get into the six and a half and the sevens, we're talking like a really good Q episode, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. It's time to see the uh, trailer for next week's episode, which uh, ha- is reunion. Is it reunion? What is the next episode? I don't know. I think it's reunion. It's, it's reunion, yes. Uh, it's the uh, season four. <laughs> says, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's. Oh, no. Oh, they gave me a spoiler, Matt. Who did? Kirk. Matt Kirk gave me a spoiler because he was making a joke. Oh. Sorry, buddy. Here you go. Here it is, Andy. The trailer for Reunion. On the next episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, passion has its price. Are you my father? Why did you not tell me? A dark past threatens a new generation. He would be an outcast. Another traitor from a family of traitors. And when Klingon pride is wounded... As my son, he would also bear my disgrace. Lieutenant Worf must defend his family honor on Star Trek The Next Generation. I read a thing in Star Trek 365 about the Batleft being interested. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Being uh, 
um, invented for uh, Next Generation, I think in this episode. Maybe not in this episode. Whatever the case, just just a huge part of the Klingon iconography. Wow, it is the it's the blade, you know? It's what you think of Such first great you design think of Klingon in this freaking show. I think you're right, Andy. Susie Plaxen, back in the game. Speaking of being back into things, Andy, it is time to go back in to the President's Circle. Exciting. Here we go. We're going to go. We're going to directly transport in. Okay. Then you won't hear the theme. No, no, no. You are. We're directly transporting into, weirdly, we're going to directly transport into the Lieutenant Circle. Uh Uh-huh. Well, a.k.a the admiral's club uh-huh. we're going to be we're beaming in here and uh now we're gonna walk we've we're in front of all the doors we have no more doors to hit we're right into the president's circle here we go hey, that's a smart way to do it matt United Federation of Planets, President Circle. Oh, guys, do you want a, pr- a shout out on this show? Do you want to become a member of the United Federation of Planets, President Circle? Then all you have to do is go to Patreon, sign up, become a member, and we will give you a shout out here on the show. And it is time for the third uh, week of October. So this is page three, alphabetical order. Here we go. Thank you. Katya Woolishen. Keith. Kelly Cole. Kelly Newman. Kevin. Kevin Cortikas. 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 Cortikas on a journey to Kim Vilsack. Kristen Dees. Kristen. Oh, this is Goddess of Carbs. Oh, she's on Twitter. I enjoy her. Wait, Kristen Dees? Kristen. Uh, Kristen. Sh- Kristen Scalsi, who wants to be referred to as goddess. She's goddess of cards on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Christopher Fonegi. Uh, Kyle Gant. Laura Hansen. Lauren Gleason. Linnea Thunsel. This is so many people who are supporting this podcast. So nice. Excellent adventure. It's crazy. Uh, Lisa Gomez. Lizzie D. Lizzie A. Luke Cummins. Oh, uh, Luke Morgan Rowe. Lynn Purdue, thank you so much. Oh, it's Mallory Duke. Mark Mitchell, the Mitch Man. Uh, it is Martin Hedegrad Peterson. Matt Tween. Matt- That's a good That's name. That's a good one. Matt Tween, do you know that my um, first AOL screen name was Matthew D2? I didn't. I was talking to him. I was oh, talking to you. Matt Tween. Why would I talk to you about that when this guy clearly shares a love of the name Matt and Tatooine? must have already been a Star Trek fan by that point. Yeah, but I was way into Star Wars when I was a kid. More than Star Trek? Well, when I was making my AOL screen name in 1995, yeah. But this would have already been something you watched. Of course. But, but you went R2 Star D2 Wars. doesn't... Like, Matthew D2 works. It's a good name. I mean, I don't dispute it, but... I mean, stop it. Melody Harris. Oh, Melody is, uh, she's, I met her at, uh, in San Francisco. Merrick Boosfield. Uh, Mike Gaylord. Mike Jones. Mike Mann. Double N. Mike Mann and Machine. Um, <laughs> so it's a real name. Yeah. Nate Richmond. Uh, Neil Studd. Nicholas Frost. The Nick- Frost Man. Oh, the Iceman. Nicholas Jones is Jonesen. Uh, Patrick Benoit. I go Benoit. 
Benoit, probably right. Uh, Paul Brisk. Paul Carey. Uh, Paul Sharp. President Matteo, not oh, a real no. title, pal. Oh, Matteo, no, no. You can't just put president in front of your name. No, maybe it's his real name. Richard Davis. Robert Garrison. Oh, Rob Garrison. Checking in. Captain of the face group. Master Sergeant. Chief Command Petty Master Sergeant. Command Sergeant. Blah, 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 blah. Andy, look, we did an episode, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it was only two and a half to two hours and 40 minutes long. Nice and tight. What a, what a, what a, what a time to be alive and listening to this podcast. Again, if you'd like to make a better version of this show and call it the audience cut, I won't be mad at you. <laughs> uh, probably just, I wonder how, how long would the show be if you just cut me out of it? That sounds like that would be, that's uh, like, that's like a, that cartoon Garfield without Garfield. Oh, that <laughs> is, that? yes, of course. So funny. So funny. Andy. So, TNC without Matt. It wouldn't. No, no. I would. No. I would sound more insane. Not well, insane at all, but more. What insane. if I don't exist? And this is just in my imagination. Am I even in this house? Yeah, you are. I, I don't know what's here. Maybe it's burned out. Right. It's one of these like abandoned houses around town. Well, I just gotta chill. That's fucking <laughs> creepy. <laughs> like you just keep coming it's here. Terrifying. I'm oh, what scared. if I died in a fire? Oh, and you, God, this is freaking me you out. You were, like, so sad about well, it. Well, this is so you weird. Had a, you had a mental break, and you keep coming to the house to do the podcast. You know what would be perfect? Right now, you're sitting here talking this into a banana. Spooky. I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it a banana? <laughs> you just found it on the ground. You, you think know it's a microphone. You know what would be great is if that is how the reveal happens, and in my head, it's still you cackling and mocking me and laughing at me, but that's how I find out that I've gone insane. <laughs> it's exactly how it would play out for me andy matt died last year you never got to season two. Oh no you know what i'd say matt what we're watching Battlestar on the patreon <laughs> <laughs> we are not tuning in this month though for the incredible hulk uh and uh and uh, the orville seth mcfarland's star trek yes. that one with the orville will probably be coming up in the next week so keep an eye out yeah Enjoy yourselves. In the meantime, disengage.